That's a radio, boy. Yeah, what's it do? Don't you know what a radio is, boy? Well, sure, but I've never seen one like that before. No one ever saw one quite like that. Because that's a very special sort of radio. Decide that for them. All Hobbits right. are just short people. It's not. Bitches. No, they are different species, <laughs> man. Like, mm. right? They're a different species. They're not people who just fucked and became small. I think you have to run back the intro on this. No, fuck it. Let's just go straight into it. Uh, I think maybe we should probably cut that. Yeah. <laughs> what do you guys think? Is the way you want you want to start off your episode, Shad? <laughs> it don't matter to me, bro. All right, all right. Fuck it. Run that. Run that back. Fill that back up. Are you mean for real? Now nah, we going back into it right now. <laughs> all right, yeah, I'm gonna just cut all that out. Peace. Welcome back to the Mega Late Show, the number one hip hop and dope Tokyo dope culture podcast. Every Friday, guests from Tokyo, guests coming to Tokyo. Friday, nigga, Friday. Lots of really dope and talented people, and uh, Lade and I are here again today after a kind of a week hiatus. We didn't really take a Not week really. off, yeah. but it was a sick phone call because I got the flu. And we I mean, Gordon we're gonna be doing a lot more of those this year anyway. Yeah, so. yeah. With with uh. Our new uh, endeavor, our, our intellectual endeavor that we're doing. Should we talk about that right now? Yeah, sure. All right. So basically... I'm sure Shalise hasn't listened to that. Yeah. So. Yeah, she definitely didn't listen. Have you listened to any episodes? I have. The ones that I'm on. Oh, shit. <laughs> hey. Yo, I like shout that. Out, shout out to Aphrodite, who's in the building. Oh, my bad. Yeah, I, yeah. I called her the same shit, too. But Aphrodite, good to, good to have you here again. Yeah, Thank you for yeah. joining and also, we've got Dallinger in here, but he's probably going to take off soon. Peace, Dallinger. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Dallinger is always very terse and just like, hello, I'm here. But yo, straight up and down, um, I love everybody. And uh, so this new endeavor that Lay and I are uh, embarking upon is uh, basically we're going to take all the really dope albums of the last 10 years since 2010. And uh, through conversation, we are going to place these on a list, a hierarchy, if you will, of the greatest to the maybe like less than greatest. Whatever makes so, the list. So we'll, we'll come up, we'll maybe throw in three albums uh, every week or so, or whenever we decide, discuss and place them on a list. As it stands now, there are three albums on there. Um, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy by Kanye East. There's also uh, Mr. Thug Isolation by, by Little Ugly Main, And also The Roots. Um, how I Got Over. How I Got Over. And those are one, two, and three as it stands. So we'll see what happens uh, whenever we finish this project. And uh, yeah, I don't know how we're going to do that. If we're going to do that like... You know, on off episodes. We or... have not worked out all the kinks. You guys know how we rock over yeah. here. If, if we got like a guest who's like, you know, savvy when it comes to hip hop culture and knows a lot of albums, maybe we can have yeah, those if you discussions come, If you come podcast. with an album, yeah, we can yeah, submit we can it to the do list that. or not. And speaking of which, having hip hop savvy guests today, we have an MC, producer, event organizer out here in Tokyo, putting it down, doing some really wonderful things. Shad AD. Yo, 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 yo. What's up? What's up? What's up, Tokyo? That's right. And my man is from Oakland. 
So, you know, put some respect on his name. Fill that yes, bag please, up. Please, please. Fill that fucking bag I need bag all up. the respect. You know what I mean? <laughs> hey, thanks for joining us, man. This is the first time we've actually met, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure, for sure. Uh, I think we were all a part of the same article that Tracy Jones wrote um, last year. What was it called? Hip Hop is a Closed Door? Is that the name of it? No, shout out to my man, Tracy Jones. I forget the title of it, but that's where I first found out about you. And I think I reached out to you right after that. And this is just the first time that we've been able to build. Can you uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, things of that nature? A little bit about myself. Um, I'm just I'm just a simple ass dude. I mean, like, what's it like? Uh, I'm oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm pretty much um, I'm an event organizer. I'm a music fan. But I take my feelings as a fan. I put that to how I organize myself. So just I put when I put to, you know when I put together events. I'm like, okay, who do I want to hear? Like if I was a customer, I want to hear this. This sounds dope. This sounds dope, and that's how I work it out. So I'm a music fan that kind of just tries to bridge everything together, pretty much. That's what's up, man. That's yeah. kind of what we do out here too. We're fans of hip hop culture and music, and so we just try to build bridges like the one we're building actively right now. Isn't that right, Chalice? That's right. We're new friends now. We're posse now. You yeah. know what I mean? If we see them on the streets, we got to beat up people together. If that's the, <laughs> what's going to happen. Fill that bag up. That's exactly That's what a I wave. That can be say. a wave sometimes. <laughs> you know what I mean? It'd be like that sometimes. Gooning. Oh, yeah. Shout out to all the goons and the worst. You know, I like that crime life. I don't even know where this segment is going anymore, but shit. Tell us, tell us a little <laughs> bit more. You have um, uh, Babel, Babel, Tower of Babel. Is it after Babel? Babel. The Babel event, which um, event number, what is it, seven coming up this weekend? Or Seven is coming up tomorrow. Tomorrow. Okay. This yeah. is coming out next Friday, so it's already Last passed. week. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, oh, last yeah. week. But tell us about this event, where you usually hold it, what it consists of, and what to expect. The Babel event, it's uh, mostly hip-hop, soul, R&B, funk, and whatnot, right? So I used to host it um, back in a place called in the Inchibia Ruby Room. Then I moved it over to Azaba Giovanna's Soul Food House in Homeboy. Shout out to the Soul Food House. Yeah, David's Restaurant. Shout out to David. He's Shout out to the Soul Food House. Yeah, like, um, and it's just um, trying to promote it as a really positive environment to encourage um, young, new artists that, you know, that's, that's interested in the hip-hop culture and wants to get involved in, like, you know, network, trying to meet people just trying to make you know like a nice little small but strong community from there pretty okay. much and then on the event that was just last week you've got the homie mc buddha on there is that right is he going to be one of the this the kind of like the uh headliner yeah so for sure right? yeah yeah, yeah. I, I i guess i guess i guess you can call him the headliner yeah because I'll, I'll, uh, i'm gonna have him go last but Richard, like, not to sound too biased, but you know, as an MC myself, you know, he's the only MC on the bill, uh, so I'm just like, yeah, you know, he's representing, so you know, like, no doubt. Some props, yeah. Shout out to MC Buddha, man. Yeah, we, for sure. We actually had to cancel the episode with um, his fiance Maya Hatch because I was sick, but we'll get them back on soon, I think. So shout out to them. I think I met them at uh, Fun Time Productions. I don't know what so. Fun Time Productions is. Oh, well, it's a small production company over in uh, in uh, Shibuya, and um, they're the one that they're the ones that uh, they did a hundred songs, a hundred day challenge. Oh wow! Um, so you guys can check check that out as well. But I think he's on a few of those uh, few tracks from uh, that that little thing that they work in. Okay, shit. Yeah. Well, damn. That sounds very interesting, and I'll have to look into that more. And I haven't been to your event yet, Shad, but I'm going to have to try to check that out. You said tomorrow. 
Yeah, yeah, but I mean, yeah, yeah it's in the past. You know, yeah. a lot of people don't know how time works on this podcast, but it's very quantum. And I think you should have thought that a lot of people don't know how time works. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> a lot of people just don't know, man. If you're still on to that that old shit, you know what I mean. If you're still into time, hey, my name is Late, by the way. Oh shit! Did we introduce ourselves? No, I was just saying time late. I was oh. just doing like that. Never okay. mind. <laughs> well shit shout out to you too man it, happy new year to everybody this is kind of like our first new year recording with technically with with a guest yeah how was new year's what do y'all do uh well was it uh was i was in thailand for christmas and i went back home to atlanta for some family business and you know it's, it's all good seeing family you know catching up you don't seem very enthusiastic about it, but I mean, I know how it is sometimes. No, no, I mean, like it, it, it was, it was just like. Well, I he said he had personal reasons. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, messy. Yeah, My yeah. bad. Uh, I mean, like it's, it's no secret. I just like um, I had a really close relative, a close uncle who who just recently passed. Just went back home and helped out the family, but you know, like uh, R.I.P. Uncle Mark. You know, you know the man. Um, but it was really good Rest to in see. Peace. Yeah, for sure. Thank you. Um, but it was really good to see um, uh, some of my cousins I haven't seen in like years. So you know, it's really nice to like reunite. We were playing like the the Black Panther themed Monopoly. You know, they got that. Yeah, yeah, they got that. Oh they wow. got that. Yo, what is Boardwalk on that? Yeah, exactly. Boardwalk was was it T'Challa's office, I believe. Oh damn, real estate on that shit is real strange. <laughs> <laughs> like an office, <laughs> right? You trying to build a house and T'Challa trying to like you know collate some files and shit. Hmm. Yeah, that oh, was good. Yo, I was. <laughs> Never mind. They got Black Panther everything, man. My sister, for whatever reason, they think that like because I was in the com- because I'm in the comic books and Wu Tang, they think that like oh, Mega's really gonna love this fucking Wu Tang Wakanda shirt, right? And so they got me like five Wu Tang Wakanda shirts. I, they're just laying around the house, and I'm just like, yeah, I love Wu and I rock with Wakanda, but I feel uncomfortable with a Wu where uh, like a Wu symbol that says Wakanda all around it. I'm like I'm, you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know, but shout out to Black Panther Monopoly. Chalice was out there with us that night. Oh, at the Black Panther viewing party. Yes, I was. I was. was And being very, well, you know, I don't read. <laughs> Any of the events. What a question you should just keep to yourself. I don't read the <laughs> event information to anything ever. And so, you know, everybody shows up wearing black, and I'm just like, oh shit. <laughs> oh, that's right. You were. I showed up in just like regular ass clothes. And I'm People like, well, there's there some strong, black too. here. You're like I'm black, so I mean, I like, am I'm black. participating. Well, I gotta wear it. I'm participating, exactly. Uh, nah, but people were hella extra. They had the face paint on and everything, and I was just like, yeah, some dude had the mask. Yeah. Oh, um, Ryan, Ryan had the Flash. whole Black Panther, uh, yeah. the whole Black Panther suit on with the fake muscles and everything. Well, you know, I mean, over real muscles. No doubt. Shot. How long you been in Tokyo? Um, saying I'm approaching my ninth year. Oh shit. Yeah. It's been a minute. You like it out here? It's it kind of grows like it kind of grows on you every year. Like um, like it kind of grows on you every year when um you know like the more the more the language and the more the culture I'm learning about, then the more access I have to like you know like certain circles and like certain information and whatnot. So every year gets better and better. You know. Okay. And yeah. you've been rocking with like Japanese bands and pop groups and shit like that too. Can you tell us a little about that? Uh, yeah, the um, Japanese bands, um, the first Japanese band I was messing with was a band called Bloops. Um, we ended, was a year and a half ago, 
um that was really interesting because i was the only non-japanese member and my japanese wasn't really on point <laughs> as much as it is now so that was an interesting challenge right there okay yeah no doubt man and uh shoot should we just go ahead and start rocking questions and shit late i don't know i'm just having a good time today y'all. i'm not really i did, like i was saying before we started in pre-production pre-production uh i didn't prepare much i'm just kind of freestyling having a good time i want to have a conversation so in the band format uh i heard your mc before but in the band format are you playing instrument or are you a vocalist oh thank you um and nowadays i'm more I'm, I'm always in the front you know like i'm always on the mic whatever but originally i was originally part of this um punk rock band i was the the drummer i remember that mm. you, you, oh that's right you that's right i didn't know you back then that's right i didn't know you oh, back then i was yeah, your ass back then him and i met at uh we used to work together at um margaret, at, uh, margaret yeah. international language yeah. school out in yeah. chiba yeah. and oh, that's wow. where i met rashad i was like so way back in the day, Lisa Russ. How, what did you, Shalice, what did you do? Yeah, Shalice, can you make that sound again? <laughs> and you decided you want to be friends with her after that? <laughs> no. it was fun, no, like it's funny, just like us. We met briefly, but uh, I had just quit that company. Yeah, and she's and she was still there, so like, I lost touch with everyone, and then uh, we didn't link back up until I think like I saw last year. Yeah, like I think I saw something because um, I didn't even know that um, that she was a musician and I saw something and I'm like Shalice Shalice man, I think I know this girl and I think we met one time and, I'll, and I remember I remember I remember I think it might have been Ruby Room or something and I came up to you and I was like Shalice and you looked at me and you had this look in your face you're like and it was like, I was like you don't know you don't know who I am you're like oh my god and then yeah, yeah as we, exactly as we uh, you know exactly. Shalice gonna get hyped Everybody gonna know when Shalise gets hyped. Oh God! Oh, that's cool, man. Small <laughs> world, you know. Like yeah. it'd be like that sometimes. It's, it's amazing how connected we are. Like I think when when uh, we became friends on Facebook, we had probably had like 20, 20 mutual friends or some shit like that. Yeah, yeah. It'd just be yeah. like that in Tokyo. Like I've heard your name around just because of uh, Babel and just other things like on Facebook, you know, shout out to Cal Combs. Mm. He was participating in your events a lot, I mm. think. Oh, shout out to Cal, man, for and, real. And, you know, just going to Ruby Room and seeing what's coming up. You know, we do like a, kind of like a gig guide kind of calendar. So, mm. you know, MC Buddha, other people, Aphrodite, people who are performing, uh, a lot of them seem to end up Mm. around you like mm. in your mm. circumference because you also do an event called avalanche or you yes, did? did no no I, my, uh, I still do i still do um i have what's it God, i have like five different events so there's avalanche heat wave babel ars um and any other events is usually random random events in the chiba area you know pizza parties or whatnot yeah you stay out pizza there pizza parties uh, yeah, yeah. Like in Chiba, was I live in Tokyo, but uh, my day job is in deep Chiba, deep Chiba. I work at this high school, so that's the only reason why I'm in Chiba nowadays. Okay. Yeah. Stop. Chiba. At this? No, no. You said you left that place. Yeah, my Chiba is still cool. Were you living out there? Still? Yeah, I used to live over Afro in Chiba. Daddy? Yeah. Where was it? Uh, Kitanara Shino. Kitanara Shino. Kitanara Shino. Yeah, oh. yeah, you killed that shit with the pronunciation. Kitanara Shino. 
Was that your first gig, Shalice? Uh, Aphrodite? God damn. <laughs> you know I'm not headed in that shit either. Like, you just gonna have to deal with it. Name, right? I'm not cutting that shit out at all. It's okay. Uh, no, I didn't. What do you What do you mean? What do you mean? Uh, out in Chiba, were you living out there, or was that yeah, your yeah, first yeah. job out there? That, no, my first job was in Saitama. It was Joy Talk. That's where I met Phil. Mm. And then Phil like invited me out to like one of his uh, DJ gigs. You talking about Phil so good? Yeah. Feel like feel so good. That's a real nasty ass name that we, you gotta have your homies say that shit. Oh yeah, feel so good. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, that's why I'll be just trying to keep it like funky with just like feel, but you know. Yeah. But, no doubt. Um, Shout out to Feel So Good. Feel so good. Yeah. So you've been in Japan for nine years, man. Where are you from? I'm from um uh, was born in Oakland, was uh raised in uh, Sacramento, California. Yeah, Dallinger used to be up there and shit near Sacramento, yeah? I just got back from Sacramento on Friday. Oh, my, nice. My brother and my mother live out there right now. So. Oh, nice, nice, nice. I'm at, I merged from Stockton, though. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. How far away? Like, I don't... I know Cali's no big as hell, yeah. and y'all say these names. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's just like... What is Sacramento, like two hours from San Francisco? Pretty much. Um, if you're a slow driver, it's about two hours drive from San Francisco. But if you're booking it, you can get there in like, an hour and a few minutes. I never really partied up there like that. Mm. Yeah, so I don't really I don't really know how they get down. I've been to Modesto a few times, and that was really interesting. But that's like about as close as I get. For people that don't know, Modesto got a lot of drugs going on, man. Hella, hella meth. Yeah. Shout out to shout out to Modesto. <laughs> shout out to Beds. Uh, yeah. Tweaking in the back, well, making you, know, you a taco. <laughs> I spent many of good times in Modesto as well, but that may have been the first international shout out that Modesto's ever gotten. <laughs> Yo, man. I mean, drugs don't do them. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not even going to go on that tangent. But so. <laughs> oh man, that's a. You want to talk about tangent. drugs? No, yeah. talk about. Now every time somebody goes tweakers. back to California now, <laughs> oh yeah, tweakers, tweakers. are terrible. But, yeah. <laughs> Oakland tweakers terrible. Like yeah, it's bad out there in, in the states. But but now every time I got a homie that goes back to Cali, they always send me back pictures of all the trees and shit that they got. And it's just like. Oh yeah, before it used to be food. You know, people travel back home. They're like, oh, check out this, uh, this, this IHOP pancake, you know, platter that I got. And now they just be like, yo, check out this weed called IHOP. Like it's crazy <laughs> with maple syrup on it. That looks really nice. dope. It does. Is that real? Yeah, I don't know, man. They probably got that shit. Dallinger, you know what they got? IHOP pancake weed marijuanas. <laughs> we don't need to get into that, man. See, Sorry. This is gonna, all, right. <laughs> uh, all right, so so you're an MC. Uh, you also make beats. Is that a thing you do as well? No, I do not. I'm interested in learning, though. So but you but you played the drums. I do play drums. Okay, I do play drums. Yeah. Okay. Tell us about your musical taste in hip hop. We usually do like a temperature check where we ask you questions of this nature to find out what type of hip hop you got, but mm -hmm. that you like rather. Tell us who you like in hip hop, man. Your your rap shit. You're you're an older dude like us, so I imagine that you have similar sensibilities. Yeah, I mean, I'm more on the lyrical side of things. So like I like I like meaning. Like like um I'll I'll prioritize meaning over um most other things so vibe yeah yeah meaning vibe and stuff like that so like uh listen, when I first started rapping um you know like j j just like a lot of other people I was looking up to people like um Rakim, KRS, 
um, you know, like, you know, when I first first started, because I figured just like, you know, there was like, it's all about lyrical content, yeah. you know, but back in their day, and I was like, oh, dude, I, I was really drawn to that. So I'm really drawn to people nowadays, um, uh, people like J. Cole, of course. Um, everyone says Kendrick, but yeah, Kendrick, yeah, of course, of course, like, you know, Kendrick as well, but just like anyone who's lyrical, but more underground. Um, one of my favorite MCs is actually a dude named. Um, odyssey odyssey and like um, people and people within the rhyme sayers crew slug um brother ali's god he's one of the gods in my, in my opinion so just i'm really about like um lyrical content and about pushing positivity sure yeah. well you you're naming a lot of really dope mcs odyssey was just out here last month brother ali's phenomenal you know, I've been I, I I was an old Anticon head, so I've been listening to Slug since like the Dino Spectrum era, mm-hmm. way back in like the late '90s. So yeah, I fuck with that too, man. What albums? Uh, oh, let's go back to when you're 16 years old. Who was your favorite MC? When I was 16. Favorite MCs, maybe. Oh, God. I like how we were talking about like lyrical hip hop and the beat is like move bitch get out the way yeah don't don't tell Ludacris short <laughs> oh he could rap when I was 16 see I, I it's interesting to answer this question because um, I first I have, to, I have to say I've only been rapping for the last five to six years so back then I wasn't even that into hip hop as I am now so back then yeah, so when I was 16, I was honestly, I was all, I was mostly about rock. I was listening, I was like one of those kids. I was listening oh, to yeah. Incubus and uh, System of a Down. System of a Down, you know, because yeah. like, all my friends, you know, back back then was listening to that shit as well. Um, In Sacramento. Well, because like, cause, like uh, my, uh, my parents, uh, God bless them, so they're awesome. Um, they made sure to put me in good curriculums, good programs, but not so not all of my friends were black. Mm. So I was involved with a lot of things that were new to me. And I'm like, because, you know, in the house, you know, I grew up with um, Neo Soul, Erica Badu, yeah. um, Joe Scott and whatnot. But then, you know, in the schools, all I heard was sure there's there's other stuff i'm like and I, you know when you're a kid you want to fit in so I'm just like, oh you know what are you guys messing with okay yeah. yeah i think it's weird if you like like the same music your parents like and that's the only shit you like at a certain age you have to kind of branch out and be like yo, yeah if it's the only shit you like it's kind of weird you know like your friends at school is chilling and shit you're like yo check out this luther vandross and it's yeah. like yo it's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like yo that's hot that's hot but you know what i mean yeah, I mean, I like Luther Vandross too and shit, but that was, you know, I have like memories of cleaning with that. I'm not, I'm trying to listen to this woo shit. So okay, so so you didn't really have taste in hip hop music so much when you're in high school like that. Honestly, no. But when I was in high school, it's like my younger sister, my younger sister, she's a boss by the way. Well, shout out to my sister. Um, now she was she was always the hip hop head, so she would be introducing me to music. So she was um, she had me on Ti. Okay. Back back in those days, um, when he released some trap music, um, yeah. his album I, th- I believe it was album King. Yeah. King. He got. She's the one. That, it was funny. Just like every time, was I went from family, it's Neo Soul, go off to school, and I'm pulling into this rock or whatever. But my sister always pulls me back, and she's like, Nah, motherfucker, you listen to this, and she right. kind of pulls me back in. So I was like going back and forth between mm. those two spectrums, like and well, I guess until now, pretty much, yeah. Okay. Yeah. There was other black kids that was listening to Incubus with you and shit, or you were just like that lone. Well, I know your type. You know what I mean? I know, I know that black dude that was like in the rock in high school. He was just chilling and shit, you know? But Yeah, it was um, also in high school. Was it? I was, it was an interesting dynamic because I had, you know, I had my black friends. What's the, um, 
growing up, I had always went to public school until high school. And then my parents sent me to a, a private school, a private Catholic school. Oh, um, so then the private Catholic school, it's like there's barely any black people there. Mm. So that was like the the dynamic. I had my old friends who were all, you know, African-American. But then I had my new friends that I had to mess with because I was also in um, the American football team and whatnot. So it's like going back and forth between those two dynamics. It's like, uh, it's kind of confusing back sure. then, you know, like, you know, like who, what kind of person am I? I don't right. Know, you know what I mean? So that kind of stuff happened a lot. Yeah. Okay, shit. So when did you first start really getting into hip hop music and appreciating like rap lyrics and and the, the I, I suppose, maybe like the craft of rapping? I didn't, I really didn't appreciate the craft of rapping until I actually started doing it. So like, um, I mean, like for example, like before before I became an MC myself, I always appreciated. I just love the vibe, pretty much. Just like for example, I'll listen to certain songs when I'm in when I'm trying to study this or something, or if I'm doing housework or if I'm trying to do some work. This vibe, oh yeah, like uh, this song puts me in this mood, so I'm gonna listen to this, blah blah blah. But I was never listening to lyrics until I became an MC, and then when I became an MC, then now I'm listening to all this different stuff. Yeah. Okay, that's always really interesting for me because you know, like I, b- because of people in my family um, who caught me at like a formative age, like I had always been listening to rap music, and it's like at first when you start listening to it, it's like this sounds good, but then when you start to realize like there's a deeper content and different me. Deeper meaning, like I've, I've just been into it for so long, so it's really intriguing to me to hear somebody come into, especially a person that operates within the culture, doing the the craft that, that you came into it a little bit later. Can we go back to your family for a second? Yeah, for sure. Are you an only child? No, I am not. Um, I have one younger sister. Is she also on the same wave as you, as far as like when you guys were younger, your musical tastes? Uh, did you guys go to like the same schools? We went to the same schools, but in terms of musical taste, we're, we can, <laughs> we're similar, but we can be vastly different. Does she like K-pop and shit? No, no, no. She, like, she, she's hardcore. Like she. BTS. Um, that's I mean, like, oh my God, let's not talk about BTS. I'm good with that too. I can agree with you on that. I don't really need to talk about BTS either. <laughs> I'm about to start a new podcast, yo. Yeah, let me produce that shit. The BTS show. Buy that shit, big time spenders. <laughs> Better tell somebody. <laughs> Do we have any other acronyms for BTS? BTS. Uh, I don't know about BTS. All right, no more freestyle. Let's go. Oh, but you're saying, uh, what, what was the question? Your uh, your your sister's musical taste? Because your you parents are black, I'm assuming. Yes. And they're how old are your parents? You said they were playing like Erica Badu. Yeah, they're. I think this year they'll be fifty-seven. I oh, so they, the they didn't have you. They didn't team. have you when they were like wild young, like fifteen and just. They had me when they were twenty-five. Okay. Hey, yeah. Good so responsible parents. Outside of like your parent. <laughs> yeah. Hey man, I got a nephew that's four years younger than me. My sister got pregnant at fifteen and shit. We like that sometimes. <laughs> Yo, I like the, I like all the so, the social commentary I, I'm, on I'm this just, episode. <laughs> <laughs> I like, I, I'm, I'm just like I don't know why everything is so funny to me. And shit, like we're sitting next to him. And he's like, I'm assuming your parents are black. And I'm looking at a black. He's <laughs> like, yeah, like, really? Like, you see my face? I'm like, I am obviously. He could, black. Be, a, he could be adopted. You know what I mean? I, I make, get it. I make no assumptions anymore. <laughs> I make no assumptions. He's like, there's he's no like, question if you saw me in person. Yeah, my parents are black. <laughs> but yeah, like outside of like your social 
group influences like uh what what propelled you to maybe you know start with you know the rock music you were listening to mm. like uh you you said your friends because you went to like certain schools and i guess you were introduced to certain people mm. but like like mega said like i was very familiar with like luther vandross and like uh artists like that like cleaning the house yeah. or just riding in the car the tom joiner morning show you know what i mean tom um, joiner morning show <laughs> that's why we need police here man for people that didn't know there goes the jingle but yeah every morning but uh but um my my personal tastes were a little different but i definitely still had that kind of you know influence so but did your parents also listen to like rock music like maybe classic rock or mm, anything like that as far as i know as far as i know my mother no my father though from my memory no he did listen to a few like was it, he he introduced me to this one song by um peter frampton um i forgot the name of the song dun, 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 dun. Like it was just this really catchy like hook that I really yeah that's what I was attracted to but besides that I'm not really too sure about their rock tendencies now it's interesting though because like back in those days like it was it seemed well I don't know I guess everybody's different but um there was just there was very a lot of interesting music happening when they were young you know like for example my parents used to listen to not only like Prince and uh, uh, Michael Jackson, all those people, but they also listened like Van Halen and Queen mm. and like all of these other artists because it was just yeah. My mom loves know, like heart, kind of like a golden age of like, music. Uh, yeah. In some in some spaces when they were young, you know what I mean, like the seventies and merging onto the eighties. There's a lot of well, interesting things happening musically. Yeah. You know what I mean, like a lot of pretty massive change is happening you know well at least i feel that way no you're absolutely right <clears throat> i mean before you know djs broke records they would hear something good they'd hear quality artistry and then they'd break a record and put it on the radio uh, at a certain point djs lost the ability to do that and the um the the music industry began pushing who they wanted to push and focusing on making popular type of music which happened all in the late 90s and so our parents they could listen to the radio and everything you hear on the radio has some semblance of quality artistry or originality or you know technical proficiency whereas later on as we were all probably in high school and shit it was big to change it's like now it's just like here goes some trash but it's popular and catchy so Ta-da. Listen to more you know, trash. I don't want to go. I don't want to go <laughs> off on any tangents because I tend to do that a lot when I'm talking about like the Telecommunications Act. But, but yeah, I mean, my parents listen to a lot of stuff. Um, not so much rock music like that though. Um, in my household, you know, my mom, <clears throat> my mom was Catholic, and and you know, my stepdad's black, my father's black, and my father, my stepdad's much younger, so he was more into contemporary R&B and stuff. My mom's into older kind of radio type of stuff and ballads. But like rock music, a lot of that was associated with like devil type of shit, like just off the top. Like mm. we didn't listen to, you know, a lot of it was just like, yo, what are they even talking about? It's like some death metal type of sound or it's like, you know, strange. So we just didn't really listen to rock music in my house like that. And it didn't get a lot of play on the radio stations um, that I was listening to either. So I, I have a completely different experience. I was 
completely fucking with, you know, Vandross and what could be traditionally called like black R&B and soul, but I don't really know anything about Twisted Sister. You know, I might got some queen shit that I know about, but I don't know. Like, I wasn't listening to Incubus either mm. or System of the Down. Mm. I just... Well, it's interesting also, Nirvana. like, especially like that late 90s kind of alternative rock or yeah, closer to, um, sure. <laughs> what do they call it? Uh, shit. Like uh, the Linkin Park kind of stuff. Indie rock? Oh, the, they call what it, it rapcore. Yeah, something yeah. like that. Well, that rap rock movement was, I hated that shit. I was a big hater oh, what, of Limp Biscuit like, and, yeah. and 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 but I mean, were you Jay-Z listening doing to shit like that too? Those kind of bands like uh, Corn, where it's like the rock, and it's like kind of hard, but the vocals are more rap influence. Yeah, I was. I remember. I'm. Um, I was heavy in Corn. Um, I was heavy on Linkin Park. I mean, mm-hmm. at least their first two albums. Then, then they those albums are fell great. Off. Um, you, are you talking about reanimation? No. And hybrid theory are the first two, right? Yeah, reanimation is dope. Hybrid theory is like one of my favorites from them. But then beyond, at certain at a certain point, I was like, nah, I can't rock with this no more. Um, yeah, but but Limp Bizkit, I, I was never really fan. There's only one track from them I like. Um, Break stuff. No, it was one they did, they did with Method Man. Oh, the All Together Now. Yeah, remix. All Together Now. Yeah, yeah. By a super throwaway track producer to DJ mm-hmm. Premier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were having that conversation. I'm, I'm curious, what it, what the hell is like Corn called? What kind of music genre is that? I forgot the name. New this. Metal. Yeah, New Metal. There we go. Yeah, I, I was like, that shit is so foreign to me. Like Limp Biscuit, even with Method Man, who I loved at the time, I was like, I do not like this shit. I mean, that shit was like heavy, shit. like Seven Dust, uh, Disturbed a little bit. I mean, like so Papa much. Roach type of shit that yeah. was going on at the time. I was just like, I can, this doesn't speak to me at all. I think uh, it just it just depends on what area. Well, I mean, that's yeah, true. I'm also sure at that time too, you weren't listening to like you weren't watching TRL. Like true that, true. I would come home and watch TRL, and it'd be that and like Eminem. True. I was listening to like Man, Busta yeah. Rhymes. This is when I started getting really into underground hip hop music, and I was listening to like fucking Definitive Jooks and and like today I was playing Cannibal Ox and like contrast that to new metal, and it's like a whole different planet. So, yeah, shout out to that man. I don't know. What other questions do we have for for him? Temperature tech esque. Oh, uh, what was the first album you bought with your own money? And if that wasn't a hip hop album, after that, what was the first hip hop album you bought with your own money? Oh, that's a good question. What was the first album I bought? Um, Spice Girls. Honestly, <laughs> not. Joking. It might have been. Might have been Incubus' second album when I was in junior high. I don't remember what that album was called, but it might have been Incubus' second album I bought. I'm not super familiar with Incubus. Yeah. Um, but besides, then for hip hop though, it's by T.I. King. Word. Yeah, That's yeah. a good album. Some good rap music, yeah. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about Outkast? Love Outkast. Greatest duo of all time. I wish them. Hmm. Strong uh, statement. I mean, I'm not gonna say anything against it, but it is a strong statement. Yeah, that's just my personal opinion. That's how I feel. No, I think no, I'm a supporter. A for I'm it, a yeah. supporter. Yeah. Now, sometimes I just want to be contrary to be contrary. Like if you said EPMD, greatest I mean, duo of all time, I'd yeah, be, wait so a minute, duos. there's an outcast. Yeah. But if you say outcast, I'm gonna say, wait a minute, there's an EPMD. Mm. I'm just like that. Who's trash? Did you spend? 
Who's Who, trash? Who's trash? You mean like for pro MCs? Yeah, hip hop music. Who who do you think is trash? Do you have any opinions like spicy ones? It's like this this shit is whack to me. <laughs> Who's like trash it. out here that we all know personally? Right. Who is a piece of <laughs> shit? Jeez, that's right. I was anticipating this question. Fucking like, <laughs> who's trash? Let's hip us to it. We're gonna get him. No, we're not that kind show. of show. We're not that nah. kind of show. Yeah, oh, all it was like, yeah, it was but, like, but tell us off mic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you it's off like, mic. Yeah. I'll tell you off mic how Let's I really feel. Like, just but, write it yeah. on the paper right here. Um, trash. What type of shit don't you like? Like, what is garbage to you? Uh, I mean, like to like, to be really, really, really honest, it's like anything that I can't like what they call mumbo rap is because like because I'm so into like the meaning content. If I can't understand what you're saying, or if I can't relate, you know, then it's like it's not for me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like, um, I think nowadays, um, there's a lot of kids that listen to Triple Red. Trippy um, Red. Trippy Red. That guy's really ugly to me, man. Never like, listen to any. <laughs> I just think he looks strange. I don't listen to his music, but I just think he looks strange. Like, yo, that guy's really throwing dick around and shit. Like, he looked like a weird dude to me. I mean, maybe it's it feels weird. There's like, a lot of weirdos out there. A right generation now. removed from like the face tattoo guys. Yeah. Seeing all these guys with face tattoos, I'm always like, yo, these dudes are up to something. <laughs> Bunch of pearls. Bunch of pearls. He's like, what is he doing with I those mean, apples? I mean, yeah, I mean, like. To say trash, I mean, like, I mean, for me, it's trash because it's like, that's not. I, I, oh, yeah. I mean, I don't mean to put yeah, you yeah, on yeah, like this is objectively bad. I just want to hear your musical taste. I mean, I have the same type of, you know, similar opinions on people just being trash, but I'm not saying the music's bad I'm, or I'm not saying that that people shouldn't like their music. I'm just yeah. saying I don't. Yeah. Like, I just I just feel like like people like them and like um, what's, what's, what's one um, cat that's really major right now. Um Takashi, Takashi six nine, Takashi six nine or whatnot. Face tats. and I was just like, listen, he's in jail, rightfully so. Say your ass in there. You know, l- l- listening to his content <laughs> or whatnot. I feel like sexual predator, that guy. I feel like, of course, I can't relate, but I can understand why certain people are gravitated to that because you know, like from from certain backgrounds, you can yeah. relate to a certain extent. But at the same time, me being me, it's kind of like uh, it. I don't know. It, it just doesn't touch me. You feel me? So. How do you feel about like double time MCs who rap too fast to really understand? For I, example, I mean, even if you go back to something like a Bone Thugs, like a lot of times their double time, like the pentameter is hard to catch exactly what they're saying. Yeah. Well, what I'm what I'm trying to get at is like you were saying that the the lyrical content has to be something that you can identify with or yeah. that you find value in. Yeah. And the mumble rappers, it's difficult for you because you can't understand them. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I was just asking about the double time, like, like a twister, a, yeah, like a fast rapper. It's you know, it's as, as a really interesting question because, um, all right, to answer that question, to go back, my original style for as an MC, I was one of those lightning fast, bop, 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 bop. and then in time, and in time, it finally dawned on me, just like yeah, the people, my audience, they're there to support me, but they couldn't understand what I was saying. Mm. And then when in my mind, when I was doing that, it's just, okay, for my Japanese audience, they're fine. They don't understand what I'm saying. But yeah. my rhythm, my cadence is on point. Yeah. So just like, okay, it depends on like uh, what you're aiming for in your performance. If you're aiming for the vibe, it doesn't matter if I understand you or not. Yeah. But if you're aiming for impact, 
you know, you gotta, yeah. you gotta slow it down. You gotta, you know, bring it down. Mm -hmm. So like for me, so like double time rappers, if I'm in a kind of vibe, if I just want to like chill out, if I don't want to think, yeah. if I don't want to think, it's fine. You could just style on them. Sometimes exactly. double time is just about styling. See, I'm into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm into, I'm into all styles like that. So. Yeah, but if I'm in a mood, if I'm just, you know, want to think about shit, you know, it's like, I, I, it's, it's distracting. Like I'm just like, what? Well, that's just noise to me. Mm. Yeah. Do, you, do you have well, like a? Oh, go ahead, delay. Uh, as an MC and drummer, yeah. do you are, do you play any other instruments? I your parents are instrumental. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> um, I wish I I wish I did. I'm I'm trying to practice some keyboard piano right now. Um, but no, no, I don't I don't play any instruments well enough to to perform on stage, other other than drums. I say that. Well, with your background as both of those two positions yeah um what what do you gravitate towards more lyrics or rhythm like what what Ooh, what catches you that's a good question um god both like that that's why i like like for me when i when i write my music i usually take a i'm very meticulous about the words i use because like everything I'm trying to combine lyrical content with the rhythm, which is incredibly difficult. So just I have this rhythm in mind, da -dun, da -dun, da -dun, da -dun, da -dun. Yeah. and then finding the right words to fit in with the content and the meaning. It's like you know. I dig all the body explosive body gestures he's doing right now. Our crowd, our listeners can't pick up on that, but yeah. he was doing a lot of really dope stuff here. MC hip hop hand shit. Get on. That's how I do it. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> Shalice, you ain't got well, no questions? I know. You know what? I was just going to make a comment about the lyrics. I think it's um, when it comes to making lyrics, it's just you really, I think reading. Okay, I don't read. I don't ever read events, you know, post things, but I do read. I'm, I'm glad you cleared that up for us after a <laughs> statement earlier. I want to I wanna clear yeah. that up. But like, you I know. I like how. That didn't have anything to do with what we were talking about. She just had to make that clarification. Like, yo, for the record, yo, I just wanted y'all to know. I can read. read. <laughs> I have read before. No, um, but just like uh, expanding your vocabulary makes things a lot easier when it comes to lyrics, and um, and you don't always have to. You can play with the words a lot more like if you for example like if you just break it up for example or if you uh well at least that's what i what i do i sometimes like to just use half of a word for this particular part of the rhythm and then mm -hmm. use the other half for another part of the rhythm and, or carry it out in a, in a very unique way and i think that's what's fun about making uh about uh writing music in the first place is um just the way in which you can manipulate the words so i'm just wondering what your what your process is like what do you how do you uh what's your creative process for um writing like just lyrics. writing a song or yeah just yeah yeah what is your creative process i know that didn't really segue quite quite clearly but oh, no no it did it did oh, okay it did. Um, I like it's like, I'm like so I'm, I do I'm read by the way <laughs> what is your creative process <laughs> no, I'll follow you yeah uh, so right now currently I always love to do the hook first like the chorus first um, and that's just like the overall theme of the song and then for lyrical writing I'm like, like I said I'm very meticulous was it I'm, I'm an English major I teach um, and whatnot so I always what I do I like to do um 
a free writing process. So just like based on the based on the theme I've chosen, free write my all my feelings about it, what I want to say about it, how I feel about it, what what do I want to share, what don't I want to share, whatever. And then like from there, um, it's weird with me. Just like I always go beat first and then I write. So the yeah, beat, I do the same thing. Yeah. I go like I have to have the melody first, and exactly. then the lyrics come. I can't do it the other mm. way around because then it's not gonna fit right. Mm. It's yeah. just it's gonna. I'm gonna try to cram in something that doesn't belong. So it's like exactly. You use pad and pencil, or you write on like a laptop or something. Usually my phone. Okay. Usually my phone. Um, and then like was a, I, I hear the beat, and then like the cadence either either just comes to me. Or I listen to every every individual instrument in the beat and say, okay, how can I how can I make this better? Or how how can I put something in there that where let's say for example like some of my favorite songs let's say for example let's say for example um, Nas um, the world is yours like one of my favorite songs of all time it's weird. one of the greatest songs of all time right hearing, summertime classic like a jam right hearing that song for years right. Then hearing the instrumental, when I hear the instrumental, I'm just like, oh, there's something missing. That yeah. feeling, you know what I mean? So sure. I'm just like, how can I create that? So feeling? you're more how can I be the instrument? using my voice as an instrument. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So that's why that's that's why originally I was rapping so fast because it's like in my mind the cadences are always just like da 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 and then like the Japanese audience are always like, oh yeah, like I don't know what he's saying, but that sounds dope and da da da. And I get Japanese stuff. at least to like an American English speaker's ear it's very percussive or the yeah. rappers the the language kind of lends itself to that due to the syllabic nature of it sometimes so it's real I can understand like the rapid fireness of it. a lot of my favorite Japanese verses are kind of just people just going off like mm -hmm. I don't know what they're saying but that shit sounds dope they, they rap like drummers instead of horn players yeah mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so uh, how many projects you have do you have albums out or at the moment, I don't have any. I don't have any albums out. Um, I have was it uh, three tracks on SoundCloud. Those are actually old ass tracks. So those are like like um, I have like a backlog of um, God, these forty songs. Oh, but wow. just like uh, but like originally when I first started writing, there were it's always about. I originally wrote for me. It's like my it's like for me. It's like my own mental therapy, or whatever. Right. I wasn't thinking about how other people accepted the message of it, right? But now, you know, like, um, was it within the past year, I've been getting a lot more, like, responses about it. People are, like, um, um, telling me how it's how it's reaching them. And then hearing that just encourages me to say, oh, okay, then there is a point for me to focus on you. Yeah. <laughs> so now, was it currently, um, this year, my goal, I'm actually working on an album project, a solo one right now, nine tracks. Um, I can't say too much about it because I'm not completely sure where it's going to go. But hopefully, my hope is to have it done by summer. Okay. Yeah, keep us posted on that, man, so we yeah. can reshare it and <clears throat> things of that nature. Right, thank you. I've listened to, um, I think I've heard three of your tracks. Mm. Uh, Plotting Crimes, mm. Double Down. Mm. Those are solid tracks, man. Double mm. Down is a jam. Oh, thank and, you. And uh, I like the idea of plotting crimes. For people that don't know, I used to do a lot of goon maneuvers. And uh, sometimes I, yeah, I live vicariously <laughs> through my memories sometimes. So, just plotting crimes, man. We're doing a lot of B and E's. Uh, pl plotting crimes is a really there's a every one of my songs has a very funny story behind it. There's a reason. Like if if you if you knew knew me, then you would understand what I'm saying in that song. So yeah, it's very funny. Really dope, man. Um, where can we? Well, first and foremost, I want to before we take a commercial break, tell me more about the event organizing. 
um, do you reach out to artists or are these people just sort of like within your proximity like what what goes into these events oh man yeah uh, what differentiates them you said you got like five different events yeah. like what are, are there differences or is it just like a uh, title uh, and honestly you know, with the whole events it's, it's a long story but um, I'm trying to make a long story short the reason why I have so many different events is because when I was um, I was originally after I was drumming in that rock band and then I formed my own hip-hop rock band during that era I was trying to connect and network with people trying to you know, push push my own band's name out you know stuff like that nature so in that era I met all these different people and then started hosting events I would meet rock musicians folk musicians hip-hop jazz funk so completely different genres and then in my mind, I was like, okay, like I would want to organize something, but just like if you have this mixed genres and stuff, like it's, the vibe is kind of weird. It's like this mix, yeah. you know, mix mixed bag. I don't like I, as as a fan, I wouldn't like it. So as a, so then I thought to myself, it's like, okay, well, acoustics. Well, I would love. I think you sound good with this acoustic person. You guys would sound good together. Okay, I'm gonna have. I want to promote you guys, but you're dope too. But you wouldn't fit with them. Right. So that's how that became. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Just me just trying to understand, differentiate who would fit with who, and then making events um, that that coincide with those those thoughts, yeah. How often, what's the frequency of these type of events? Like, uh, when can people look forward to going to them? How often do you throw them? Uh, I usually throw at least one event a month, and it goes through a certain rotation. So right now, was it um, um, last week, according to the, um, <laughs> the timing of the podcast, last week's Babel will probably be once every two months or three months but then in between i have was it it'll be babble then maybe the next month will be ars the acoustic the acoustication of rock and rock and soul and then maybe another babble then a heat wave and avalanche and okay yeah, some kind of rotation yeah have you had any difficulty dealing with uh the japanese community in terms of setting these events up or uh the venues and things of that nature is there a difficulty to uh planning events out here that you feel like would not be as prominent in the states dealing with americans oh god yes <laughs> go on about it brother tell me all about this um well for the most part you know, i'm not sure if most people know um about the scene here in terms of like i'm doing live music so as a promoter it's really funny when um i have artists or musicians who are expecting a certain payment um, and, I, and, I, and, I, and and on one side, I understand. Just I understand. Yeah, you deserve to be paid for your craft, of course. But on the other side, unless you understand the system in Japan as an organizer, I have to put money down to rent the venue in the first place. So I put around. I put this certain amount of money. If the event doesn't make that money, it's out of pocket for me. Right. So that's the. So that's so. Uh, the, so the Japanese scene here, it, like especially um, in popular places like Shibuya, whatnot. They will charge God over a grand for one for one evening, mm -hmm. and it's like I, I can't deal with it. You know, like right. one person, I don't have a crew or anything like that. Just, just, just like that's why my events called Shade the events, not to sound um, braggadocious, nothing like that. Just like, well, first I couldn't think of a better name, and I'm the I'm the sole person. You know, I do um, I do flyer, I do the flyer designs, do the promotions, I do the connections, I do the negotiations. All that's on me. So it's like, okay. But as one dude, I can't afford to, to like you know risk a grand right for this event. So that's why I I prefer to use um, more friendly events that won't that that don't charge me as much. Mm -hmm. Try to work with it. 
Yeah. A lot of people go broke out here, man. There's a lot of promoters or organizers who will have like events for like a year mm-hmm. and then they're gone the next year. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got <clears throat> one of one of Brooklyn Terry's first first Japanese students when he came out here. Um, he was also doing like I know I know this guy Nobu and he was throwing events like uh, a decade ago, you mm-hmm. know, and bringing out big artists like the Beat Nuts and things of that nature. Man, he tried to bring out I think the the Diplomats. He lost like twenty grand, Ooh. and he was just like, "Fuck it, it's it's not worth doing this anymore." And I hear all types of story of people promoting, and then just like, it's very difficult to m- promote out here, mm. um, especially when you're bringing in artists from overseas. But mm. even just working out here, the the scene is there's just so many places that you can throw a show. It's surprising that these small venues still feel like they need to get you know $1,500 from you for the night and then they still make they still get to keep everything from the bar and part of the door which is Preach interesting on, to me Preach on. like oh yeah that's, that's the only reason me and late ain't fucking throwing hella shows out here is because we ain't trying to play no spend no two thousand dollars to have like a big venue and shit like that mm. like it's crazy to to try to embark on that type of endeavor and with them shutting down like the airbnb mm. you can't even rent like a house to throw a party anymore so and 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 the, and the number one most baffling thing to me is as an all right, as an event organizer that's okay if i'm promoting this event or whatever right i'm trying to bring customers to your establishment right mm. so why is it that i'm the only one pushing the word out these venues don't even advertise to their own customers yeah. so that's what baffles me so it's like you're charging me all this money but then you won't even reach out to your own customers to let them know what's going on in your own establishment so that's what makes it even more difficult so it's like it's all on on the organizers i mean even is... even with like a crew like speakeasy i don't think i'm talking out of my ass with this like we get a lot of hassle from venues sometimes because i don't know they feel like they have some kind of image in their mind i guess and you know yeah we're asking or requesting to use your space but what we're bringing is not only the audience for that day it's also like awareness of oh this venue exists it's a nice venue if it's a restaurant maybe i'll come back later or maybe i'll try to throw an event here but a lot of these places don't see the value in that Mm. not at all all i have to say is i hope that you keep doing it because i just i think a lot of uh new artists especially are looking for places to perform or looking for events to perform or chances to do those things and to explore and to you know try to um, and and to try to get their name out there, um, and you're not always given those opportunities very easily. I think, like in the states, for example, I just don't feel like it would be all that easy to do. Um, but I think here, just because of the density, the the denseness of like Shibuya and like the fact that it's being done there, and the the traffic that comes through and the connections that you know the the foreigners have with each other. Um, I think it's great what you're doing because it's really, um, it's, I think uh, the artists feel very comfortable about um, trying new things and getting themselves out there and, and really um, promoting themselves more and more and more. And the kid, it, it gives me the feeling that, uh, that you can, like I can make it, you know what I mean? Because I, I can get way more exposure because of, of being invited to these 
these events that you've been doing because you have a lot of different ones. So, you know, there's lots of opportunities, you know. I think that's all an artist wants is some opportunity, bro. Word up, man. Yo, before we take this break, um, you were saying back in Cali, one of your homies got his passport stolen yeah, yeah. out of the car. A yeah, Japanese was, guy. Yeah, that was funny. Have you always been closely associated with Japanese culture, Japanese people? Uh, me and Japan's relationship started when I was in university. Um, that was only because with... Um, so that's another long story but in university i was originally a computer science major i got bored with it switched i was undeclared switched to english and then i met a lot of um, international students because back then i needed you needed to have um certain amount of hours of tutoring so i told i tutored a lot of japanese kids i tutored a lot of you know like a, uh, kids from korea and india and whatnot and then like just the japanese kids you know like they were it's funny just like in america the japanese kids were the most talkative <laughs> You know, like you know, like whereas here, just like it's it's difficult to get them to like, open their mouths. But yeah, yo, just, looking back now, the Japanese exchange students or international students in my school, I get it. Mm. I was always like, yo, why are these motherfuckers so quiet? Mm. Mm. But I I see now. Mm. I, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> my bad, I didn't mean to cut you no, off. No, it's all good. It's all good. So, uh, was that your first introduction or? to mm. japan your first did that spark the interest to maybe make you want to come over here yeah the your interactions in university interactions in university um sparked my interest to come here in the first place if if it wasn't for those experiences i wouldn't be here like yeah you ain't into anime or anything like that um when i was in junior high i was until junior high pretty much i was anime um with jrpgs and whatnot final fantasy all the other jazz i mean if you had a playstation or bruh Cable right. and Tsunami. You, Tsunami. You, I forgot all about Tsunami. You were into some Japanese shit, yeah. Mm-hmm. But no, but what's the funniest thing about that is like, okay, being in anime, whatever, right? Okay, like um, I remember certain animes I used to watch when I was a kid, and then coming here, living here, and seeing how my students live and stuff like that, understanding why the writers wrote those stories is for these lonely kids. Why are there stories about? A lonely, um, shy dude with like ten girls on his dick. <laughs> oh, now I get yeah. it. You know, not after that realization, I was like, "Oh, bro, no, I, I, I can't fuck with this. I can't." Yeah, yeah. I, I still read a lot of like manga, and a lot of the you know more aimed at the younger audience ones. So many like, oh. I was like uh, a loser who had to do everything the bullies told me, but I got these powers and now I can yeah. fight the bullies. It's like yeah, yeah, all wish yeah, fulfillment yeah, stories. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. trash, so now I'm this. I'm gonna a lot like of that. through the character. Yeah. yeah. Should we take a break? Uh, not yet. When did you come to Japan? I came here August of 2010. Damn. So yeah. Oh, we there. came the same time. Word. You've no, been here that long, Chilis? No, I'm lying. I'm lying. When did I get? No, no, I'm lying. <laughs> like your first, wait, your first job was Margaret, yeah? <laughs> no, that was my second job. Oh, then I had no idea then. Yeah, because because we, we met when I was leaving. That's two years after. No, 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 I, I was in Nagoya, though. I was like uh, studying in Nagoya. Mm, mm, mm. And then I moved to... to um, no, 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 Saitama. Uh-huh. Fucking Saitama. Nothing there. 
there's nothing there, and there's a lot of ghosts. I'm trying wait, to wait, tell wait. you. What less you less than Damager Chiba? lives there. He's like, I haven't seen any fucking ghosts. A lot of ghosts. Ghosts. Not it's goats. <laughs> ghosts. Creepy, creepy ass, you know, yeah, grudge you know, ass. Yeah. My reality tunnel doesn't really involve those type of things. Well, my reality. <laughs> <laughs> Your reality yeah. tunnel. Yeah, man. I just don't. They don't really step in. All right. I love Shalise, man. You so damn crazy. Oh. <laughs> what city were you at? Dallas. Okay. What city? That's Agueo. not too far away. Yeah, no. Well, I Agayo. It was like twenty minute walk from the station, and Agayo's got like. That's a I think long it was like station, on though. top of like a graveyard or something, or it was mm. neat, like or something like that. Like mm. this, that whole area used to be like a, like a grave site or something like that. I don't think they moved the body. Oh, I, mean, I don't know what they did. They they uh they don't bury. They don't. Yeah, I was about they to say, didn't they didn't bury. No, they didn't bury people. But there was a lot of deaths in that area. Well, there's I a do. lot of deaths in Tokyo. Yeah. I do want to say. I don't want to go off on a tangent. Okay, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> One last tangent. I do want to say. Uh, my girl had some tarot cards last night, and her and Chalice were powwowing over some tarot cards. We we're and vibing. My guy Akira walked up to inspect the scene i guess to see what's going on and akira informed me that he was told that his energy was bad and that he should remove himself i didn't say who said that i didn't say who said that i didn't say his energy was bad what i said was it that he can't good. touch the cards because he's gonna fuck up the energy of the cards with his energy Damn. and it was my energy and her energy and if you go it's like you you messing with the oh yeah doesn't everybody learn that in school geez <laughs> exactly everybody should know elective? these things <laughs> Shalice doesn't read but she does read energy <laughs> <laughs> I do read <laughs> I really want to I'll put it in the show notes, Shalise. It'll say Shalise definitely reads. <laughs> Yo, uh, yeah, I think we should take that break now. <laughs> Mega Late Show episode number 60. What it do, Scott Popular on the ones and twos, and you are listening to the Mega Late Show. The only show you need to listen to, god damn it, go get it. ATL ho. Muchos arigatos. Mm. Tokyo. right there we go i don't think we mentioned the number of the show when we first came in at the top of the hour 60 that's right episode 60 for that bitch ass but i was looking at our uh our page and we've had like over a hundred posts definitely so we don't be numbering shit that it doesn't have a guest with both of us inside of the studio so there's been quite a few of those episodes so if you listen to this podcast now and you're like 60 episodes that's a pretty good run not we that have a many, few but we've got a lot more side interviews, mixes, 
uh, just like special announcement with, type shit. With you and I just doing yeah. shit too. So, word up. Welcome back to the Mega Late Show here with the lovely Aphrodite. How you doing? What's up? I almost said your government dum-dum. name again. Huh? Yeah? You yeah. know those been there for like two years and shit. They taste, it taste all right? Yeah, it tastes fine. All right, good. It's candy. It'll be all right. right. Candy lasts you wanna put some? You want to put some uh, <laughs> some Texas Pete's on that too, like he was doing with those <laughs> chips earlier? No. Okay. Shit, and here we are again, me and Late, with our guest, the super talented, Shad AD. Yeah, yeah, yep. Does the AD stand for the same thing that AD usually stands for? See, that's I, I, I love that joke uh, when I shorten that. Uh, a lot of people, uh, when I first came up with that name, a lot of them were thinking like, oh, like, um, this dude thinks he's like Jesus Christ or some stuff. Like, no, no, like, um, um, it's actually um, an acronym of my name. Oh, okay. So my name is Rashad Anthony Dupatty. Okay, you gonna Shot just put your government all out in the public like that and shit? Yeah, he got that one. Yeah. One of them real respectable Negro names. Frederick <laughs> Douglass. <laughs> Anthony Dupatty. Just yeah. kind of like. <laughs> you sound like the football star and shit, like the star running back at the school. Like, yeah, Anthony Dupatty. Yeah, I was, though. <laughs> oh, shit. Hey, that's a flex. Go ahead, then. Well, shit. Yeah, I didn't know if it meant like AD. I used to, when I wrote graffiti, one of my little monikers was Voltron BC. I was fucking with it. Anyways, I like to sprinkle the. What are you eating? Shalise's face right now, she's eating a mystery flavor <laughs> dum dum. No, it's the cotton candy. I thought it was raspberry. Oh, it is. Blue. I, didn't, I told you, sometimes I don't read. <laughs> <laughs> I think the title of this episode is going to be like, oh, I can't read. Sometimes I can't read. Fantasia. Sometimes I can't read. I get that, though. Like, back in the day when you'd be like, oh, shit, this Kool-Aid's going to be off the hook. You pick up the cup and you drink it and it's Sprite. Even though Sprite is also delicious, it's also like, yo, my mouth was expecting Kool-Aid. So for exactly. that quick second, you're like... Uh, I hate when you get some shit that looks like it's when you expect the the color to correspond with the flavor idea that you have in your head and then you put it like like this blue joint right here I would think blueberry too not cotton candy when I think cotton candy I think pink pink. you know what I mean why'd you make it blue blue and pink blue and pink why why'd they make it blue I don't understand like cotton candy is typically pink yeah so why did they call it fucking with Ramsey's Ramsey's shit (laughs) You know Ramsey's, yeah? Bitch, he got flavors. Yeah, he got hella flavors. He got bacon, maple, mm. cotton candy and shit. Yes, I do know. I oh, know he sell weed? Yeah. No, I'm just oh, right. He got the IHOP pancake. Ramsey's definitely does not sell marijuana. Yeah. <laughs> we have to sprinkle that in. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, Within the borders listen- of Japan, he, he be- absolutely does yeah. not. He be listening to the podcast, too. So he's be like, yo, y'all got me locked up and shit. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, man, I hooked your ass up with some honeycombs. How you going to do this to me, fam? <laughs> Yo, shout out to Ramsey's, man, uh, of the Sugar Shack. Where? Yeah, where is that? Where can I get some of this? It's a mobile operation. He'll go to your house right now with some shit. Damn. Ooh, I may have to order some cotton candy for my kids. Yeah, I don't know what he does. I think he, 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 uh, he'll he set up and do it anywhere. At the uh, the G. Yamazawa joint. Um, in the room in Shibuya. Yeah, beat the best. He was out there selling like some North Carolina pulled pork sliders. sliders. Yeah, you know what I mean? If you fuck with that, get at Ramsey's. Check out episode whatever. Feeling, yeah, I'll yeah. let you handle that. Yeah, I don't remember. <laughs> but yeah, that's our guy. And, and we're back here. You listen to this beat shot. We're just about to go in. Spit an eight. Nah, nah. I, I was just feeling it for a second. I was wondering who this was, though. Uh, this is Ludacris. 
Oh, nice. Mm. Oh, Old school. Pussy mm. poppin'. Oh, nice. Is that the lyrics to this? Shalice know about pussy that. Pussy poppin'. Mm. Shalice, you used to go to Pop like... Pop the pussy. Oh. I did. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Shalice, where you, where you used to hit up? What do you mean? In the A, were you like going to roller rinks? Were you going to like MJQ? I did go roller skate. Well, see, my friend used to live in Riverdale. Mm. So I lived out in the boonies over out in Jonesboro. Mm -hmm. You know, like a little, yeah, in like a little uh, south. A little bit south, you know, where all the suburban white kids were. So Mm. um, they're hella black folks in Jonesboro. Now, at the time, you know, like, well, in Jonesboro, yeah, but if you go down towards McDonough, like 20 minutes south, like two exits. McDonough. Yeah, yeah. There were cows. (laughs) That sounds like some off brand McDonald's shit, like (laughs) McDowell's. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) McDonald's. They got the Big Mac, we got the Big Mick. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Um, but, you know, uh, I would go to the roller, I would go roller skating or go to like South Lake Mall mm. and walk around trying to look cute. Go to yeah. AMC. Whenever late start talking about some Atlanta shit, I just pretend like I know what's going on, but half the time I don't. We had Scott Popular in here and, you know, Scott from ATL. And so everything that late was talking about, I just assumed was about Atlanta. And he was said, he said, oh, that's some Decidia shit. <laughs> And I was like, oh, I was like, that must be some Atlanta shit. I was at the arcade the other day and it was like Final Fantasy Decidia. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, shit. I thought that was some ATL, like some, you know, some strip club and shit, like fully nude strip club. It turns out it's just a video game. Oh, you ain't shit. heard that Gucci man mixtape? Decidia. Decidia. <laughs> Yo, that's what I thought, man. I was like, oh, man, Kali Park, Decidia. Yeah, I got cousins out there and shit. You know what I mean? Trapping in Decidia. Yeah. So half the time when y'all be talking about Atlanta. I think this is like the 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 time where where late gets this is when I get into some real West Coast underground art rap shit and the late's just like oh yeah yeah that's I, MC I do City I know yeah. I know him and shit yeah like, yeah yeah, yeah yeah I guess we're gonna go into uh, the weather report segment of the podcast which is where we share some music that we're listening to right now and I was gonna share some joint from uh, the new Mike album because I really fucking I fuck with Mike. Uh, which is a kind of like a ridiculous ass name, but I really like his new album. Uh, but uh, instead, I'm gonna share something from the homie. Let me see. What beat is this, late? Uh, you know this. Yeah. This is from Hustle and Flow. Whoop that trick. Yo, I was thinking about that movie recently, man. I haven't seen it in a while, but I remember it being a pretty decent movie. And the soundtrack is also good. Like an underrated hip-hop movie. And there's not a lot of southern hip-hop movies. It wasn't underrated, though. It won a Grammy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, as far as the the cultural uh, mindshare, like holding real estate within the culture, a lot of people don't reference Hustle and Flow It seemed a little bit too, like, on the nose for me. Like, I found it entertaining, but it it seemed a little bit too on the nose for me. Just like, okay, so here goes these, like, really straightforward, like, this is how we condense what this music is about by using this whoop this trick kind of refrain. And then it's like, sometimes there's a weird white dude who just happens to have equipment. So the guy we're going to get is this DJ Qualls, the weird ass fucking dude. Mm. And he's going to be the beat maker. So everything to it just seemed a little bit too on the nose. Like, 
like some really strange typecasting. I did enjoy the film just because you get to hear Terrence Howard say main like a bunch of times, which is entertaining in itself. But yeah, um, in, as far as like the cultural mind share, I found that more people that were enjoying that shit were people who were not black around me. I remember like I, I was even in the Bay at the time. So people were just like, oh, did you see that mega? And it's like, why are you asking me? You know what I mean? Why are you ask me if I saw white chicks too, huh? Like, what's, what is the deal here? But yeah, I have, I'll have to go back and watch that just so I can hear Terrence Howard say main. So awkward. The way he whooped ludicrous ass in the bathroom too. Ah, yo, can we just stop and watch that scene real quick? <laughs> you know, made me so goddamn happy, and I'm so mad at myself that I didn't recognize this beat off bat. But word, let me pull up my. Yo, uh, whoop that trick is a banger. I like that track yeah. a lot. Not problematic at all, actually. That one, that one is, you know, that one's fucking written in heaven's unchangeable heart. It's just like, you know, people play that at their weddings and shit right after. Uh, an R. Kelly jam. <laughs> by the way, fuck R. Kelly. Yeah. Um, shit. So my weather report today is by a homie that we um, that I met online. I've never met him in person, but he is a person who has been uh, within the hip hop community for a long time. I see him with old pictures of like him and like Illogic and shit like that. He's from Pittsburgh and comes from like a prominent jazz family. He's a poet, MC, producer, uh, musician, instrumentalist. And uh, we were doing a writing project with him a few years back late um, through GOAT with Kaven. And, um, Who are you talking about? Davu Flint. Mm. So my guy Davu Flint, I call him my guy, but I never, you know, we never established that that was cool to do that. <laughs> but, but yeah, my guy Davu Flint, man, he's a really talented dude. He's coming out with an album uh, this month on the 22nd. So around the time this episode comes out and it's called Boom Science. And the song that I'm going to play is called Schwing Doobie, which, um, I mean, I guess I can just go into it. Uh, hold on. Let me see if I got the sound here and shit. Yeah, but. Well, let me see. Before I go into it, like I really just like the track. He's got a really interesting flow on it. it um, it's kind of rapid fire. Uh, I like the way his lines stick, and I like the vocal qualities of his voice as he raps over it. And when I was listening to this, it really kind of, for some reason, it caught. It gave me like a sense of nostalgia um, that I used to get when I'd be at an open mic. And we'd be rapping and then, you know, the beat would kind of change and between the beat transition, somebody's just rapping. And then as the beat come on, as the beat came on, you know, there were certain MCs or, you know, certain times when somebody's really getting open on the mic and the cadence is coming through and they're riding the beat and it just catches. And it really pulled me into that. It was just like um, it's 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 that point where it's so dope that you want to hop on the mic and cut him off and get in on the beat. Cause you're really feeling open and getting that energy, but you got to let him cook for a minute because he's really getting it. Of course, this is not a freestyle, but that's kind of the energy that I got when I was listening to the track. And I'm just really interested to hear um, more of what he's doing. Shout out to him. So I'll go ahead and let this rock for a minute. It's called um, swing doobie by Davu Flint. Swing. Yeah, this is it's... for live niggas only. My side ain't for phonies or snakes. Only the brakes will provide when I'm lonely. The homie is outstanding, out man, and out gunning the land. I made a plan on day one. So I mean, it's crossing jammers on the planet for fun. So when I slam it, I'm done. Cause I'm a jammy, raise your hand on the one. Clap on the two, send the fire to repeat. But now I'm rocking your spot. But yo, you feel me, I'm hot. But like a pot, how I'm deep. Whether you like me or not, I'm never losing my sleep. They call you Hoyt, I can spot. Control the flock as your sheep. I'm getting props in the east. Yo, in the west, I'm a beast. I'm in your city, oh, we catch me in London. The fans by the hundreds. 
hundreds of thousands. In case you're wondering in the pub, oh, you know, I'm stumbling out. Clutching a hundred at the summit, looking down with a smile. Like, yo, you coming to the top with me? I need you to rock with me. Because the crew, they got busy on the block. The ops get me. I duck the ops quickly because I talk swiftly. And he does all the production on it himself. Um, all the samples, all the, all the, uh, the drums and... Yeah. He's just dope. Perhaps I am exactly what is needed. The stage is my church. I am a pastor, so I'ma keep on rapping till the rapture. I gotta ask you, am I am I apex? Wondering about these paychecks. You wonder what I say next. I didn't come to play. I just take my time and I rhyme my soul away. It's just a crazy way to spend the day. You know what I mean? Let my man put you down for like fucking twenty bars or what? You know what I mean? Just like when I heard it come on, like you know the the he just starts rhyming. And then the beat catches up, and he, he, you know, he's rhyming off beat on beat. It's like, yeah, man, it just, this is the type of hip hop that I just was reminds me of so many of the homies who were just putting out these really fucking dope hip hop tracks in in the early 2000s with like a callous disregard of the pop sensibilities of it. It's like, you know, it's not like here are 16 bars, bridge, chorus, 16 bars. My man just fucking went off with. Hello Raps. And I just fucking like this. I'm excited to hear uh, it come out. I'm going to purchase the album uh, next week. The style of Duke Ellington, the wonderful rhythm, has been... Yeah, I think he produces all the tracks on this except for one. comes out January 22nd. It's called Boom Science. And you can find Davu Flint uh, just by typing his name. D-A-V-U Flint, F-L-I-N-T. Dope. Bandcamp? I'm jotting that one down. Mm, Yeah, Bandcamp. I think maybe it's on Spotify. I don't know. But, you know, I purchase all of my music uh, from Bandcamp if I can. This is for live niggas only. My side ain't for phonies or snakes. Only the brakes will provide when I'm lonely. The only the brakes will provide when I'm lonely. Yeah, I ran it back, but I mean, shit, we can go on to the next person who's sharing some music. You said you don't have anything today late? Nah, not today. Sure. You want to go in next, uh, Rashad? Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, but like, like, like this is kind of like what we were talking about before. Like, this dude's like his flow. It's like It's like he's fitting in so much meaning in these like little short burst of phrases. Yeah. It's like, dude, I'm really feeling that. God damn, that's dope. Yeah. It's really dope. It reminds me of um Andre. Mm. Andre Free K? Yeah. yeah. Mm, 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 mm. Which is the highest of compliments. I got a phrase that I picked up from Davu. Um, I don't know if it's his originally, but I did see him post it online. And he said he said some rappers rap like drummers and some rap like horn players and the best do both and like and he's on beat but like you know to me he rhymes on this track he kind of rhymes like he's playing a horn so it's in and out yeah he's dope man he's got a dope voice too 
Dope. Flip. Yeah. He's dope. He's a really talented man. He was in uh, the last Assam. He was like touring Africa with a band, a jazz band, I think. And uh, he's he's an international brother and he's doing a lot of things. And uh, I really like his music. So, um, yeah, more from that later. Yeah, he's he's really I really like I really like him, especially that beginning portion where you're not really quite sure what the rhythm is going to be. And it's not it's 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 like um, I, I can't even explain it properly. So I'm going to shut up. Yeah, it just but, it yeah, catches me. It catches it's me. just I just love that that beginning where it's that that little bit of uncertainty. Yeah, you don't know if he's just saying something and then all of a sudden, like if it's it's like he's going to start the verse in a minute mm. or he, he was just speaking and then all of a sudden the beat comes in as he continues talking, he changes up uh, to match, to, to drop right on the beat correctly. And yeah, he's just dope, man. I, I don't I don't have, um, I'm feeling like I'm unable to speak very well today, but you know, mm. shit, fuck it. Let's go on to the next track. Really? Yeah, man. I feel a little bit tongue, like I can't get the, the thoughts out correctly. Maybe I'm still a little sick. I am on medication. That's probably oh, it. Yeah. I have no excuse. I'm just hungover. So, <laughs> like, the words just aren't coming out or thoughts. It'd be like that sometimes. The thoughts aren't connecting properly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not hungover. I've been drinking. So. Hey. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, you can play, or do you want to package it first and let us know what we're listening to? Yeah, or? yeah. Like, um, I want to put it on one track, but as a disclaimer, I have to make it very clear. I'm not claiming there's no rights on this. So this is me rapping off of a um, of an alchemist beat. Oh, shout out to alchemist. Shout out to alchemist, though. Yeah. So it's like you know, I'm not trying to sell it or nothing, but I was feeling the beat, so I was like, I put some on it. So which is how I was feeling. You kill that shit. Thank you. the name of the track the name of the track is actually shine off of um was it our rapper's best rapper's best friend out of all no i mean um do you, did you title this or is this just like a freestyle uh it's pretty much a freestyle okay yeah you're killing it with the cadence so man i dig the rapid fire mm-hmm. i see what you mean about the like trying to find what's what's missing in the song and then filling in that space because it, it feels very complete. When did you make this? Is this pretty new? This was, uh, I wrote this. I wrote that one, was it, two, three months ago? 
and I recorded it with a friend of mine, uh, so Robert Bren. Shout out to Robert. Like he's like really good with his mixing and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, like that was like that was like um an exercise for me because you know I'm not I'm not like an established artist. This is more of a hobby for me. But it was practice trying to switch up cadences every four bars. Pretty much, you know, like 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 I know like Kendrick does it a lot. You know, just like how, how I was just I, about to yeah. ask that. Do you like old Kendrick, like old, Section Eighty? Yeah, 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 yeah. Very heavy, very heavy on that. Yeah. Favorite Kendrick and, for me. Uh, like I got a little busy from that also. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, that I did nice. too. You're you're talking about Busy Bone. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was well, just about like to a, say that it was like that sounds are, just like he's, he's chopping. He's yeah. chopping, and so yeah. I love Bone Thugs. I miss them. Yeah, I try not to. I try not to compare um, artists to other artists because we've done that in the past, and I kind of felt shitty about doing it. But mm. but um, you were able to affect a lot of different rhyme schemes on that, and uh, really kill it with a, a few different rhyme schemes. And it kind of highlights uh, your ability to uh, rock a fucking beat. So that was dope, man. Thank Did you say you. you have more than one song to share with us? I do. Keep I do, it. Keep I it do. moving. Like oh, yeah, just keep sure, playing. Sure, sure, keep sure, playing, sure. and we'll just talk over them all. You know. All right. This next song right here, no, no, it's like this is one song I'm really digging from one of my favorite MCs, um, J. Cole, actually. It's really interesting how to me how he can bring such um Oh yeah. Such consciousness into a cl- like, kind of a clubby atmosphere. Yeah. So just like I would rock with this in a club, no problem. Yeah. This is one of my favorite know. songs off of the album. ATM. 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 Yeah. You've heard me play this before, late. I think just while we we're chilling, shit. Late and I like. Uh, I have a little bit of a love hate relationship with J Cole, and late is just kind of ambivalent to him. I think is that accurate? Uh, I have decided to stop listening. Okay. Yeah. This was a re- a really a really solid album. I think. Uh, yeah, I have King Overdose. Or what is it? What else is it? King Overdose, Kids um, on Drugs, Kids on Drugs, Kill yeah. Our Demons. Yeah. I believe it's one, another one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, uh, with w- when we first started the podcast, late and I, uh, a, a joke that we used to do all the time is that J Cole puts us to sleep. Because mm-hmm. um, I find is did you know double J. platinum Cole no Cole. features? <laughs> double platinum no features. I mean, like he to to me like uh, all the technical abilities are there. There's a lot of qualities of his music that I think are great. Like you mentioned earlier, his ability to make a track like this, which yeah. is kind of like it, it's it's got pop sensibilities, but also it's much denser and deeper than that. And yeah. his ability to make those type of tracks is really good. But I find that like when it comes to his albums. Um, it tend they tend to be like uh, 40 60 albums for me meaning that i really like about 40 percent of it and 60 percent of it i could just do without mm. and um there of course uh uh some of his work is not that ratio for me but yeah he's just an artist that i don't go back to a lot mm. him like uh, another artist that fucks with him that is like similar to me is logic like i see why people mm-hmm. like logic i see the qualities why it should be good why i really should like it but i just it just doesn't click for me mm-hmm. this however um i thought this was a really so- solid album uh kod and uh this is probably my favorite song on it because mm-hmm. it is catchy as fuck but it's also like uh smart i would i would like to hear I would like to hear him more over other people's production other than his own production. 
It's the one thing I had a. Um, I always have uh, me, me, me and my younger sister have a really close relationship in terms of like how we discuss music and whatnot. So like one thing we were talking about um, when was it KMD? Oh no 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 it was I, I, for um, for your eyes only or whatever. Like we were talking about the differences between listening to that album and Kendrick's album at the time when it came out. And for me, you know, like I love and appreciate Kendrick, of course, you know, like for his, for his lyricism and whatnot, but. For me, there's certain albums I have to be in a certain mindset or mood to listen to. Yeah. So, like, let's say, for example, uh, one of my favorite albums besides Section 80, I actually loved To Pimp a Butterfly when it first came out. Yeah. But at the same time, I have to be in a very certain mood. It's, it's, it's very rare that sure. I go back to that album. Yeah. It's not a, well, all of it is not a club, like, playing, the, like you said, you could hear this in the club. The Pimp of Butterfly is definitely not definitely like that. Not, definitely not. Even the singles, a lot of them are just kind of like. It's like movies too. It's like it. some some movies, like even though you see it as like a high piece of art, like The Godfather. If The Godfather is playing on television, I'm not going to stop and watch that, you know, just to watch The Godfather. But I'll definitely watch Coming to America if it's on, or, or even a Friday if it's on, because some, I feel like some music uh, is not it. <clears throat> some of it's made with different intentions, like. Obviously, ATM is a track that is supposed to be like turn up a little bit, mm -hmm. but also be mindful about your environment and what you're doing with yourself. Mm. Whereas to pimp a butterfly, when you talk, when you play a song like institutionalized, it might be it's like got a good vibe and shit. But I don't want to be just sitting about you know thinking about those type of themes as I'm just fucking trying to chill and shit. Like I you know, feel so like it's it's, in, it's important as an it's important as an artist to try to find the balance where you can where you can give some some um uh, you know like consciousness to the to the song um but at the same time not too much you know what i mean like like lightly touch on it or something like that you know what i mean like you you lightly touch on it and you it's make like it like nutrition a, man like yeah some people are mcdonald's some people are like you know healthy food from i don't know uh, Weight Watchers or some shit and then you know some people are a mix of both you know they'll like you know give you your veggies with like French your, fries yeah you know something like it, that yeah it's it's interesting to me because I've always kind of held it against artists who um, were trying to be successful in the mainstream uh, you know music place because ten typically with those artists like even when you have like a like a high level lyricist right say for example Eminem Eminem is always going to have a pop track on there. The one that, like, not not a pop track, but the single. Mm -hmm. You know, and I've always been critical of artists that make the single. A lot mm -hmm. of times I would like their music to be uncompromised in just their artistic vision. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's one of the qualities about J. Cole that I can appreciate is that even though he kind of makes songs that are like, this could be the single, he's not really making music for the radio. Mm -hmm. And I think that Kendrick intentionally shoots more for having like the radio song more than j cole whereas j cole is just like this is the type of art that i'm into making it's also right now. pedigree man yeah. like um eminem came up under dr dre kendrick came up under dr Indeed. dre j cole doesn't really have a mentor right. like that you know like uh you can hear it, his music's really evolved because when he did first come out he did have those type of tracks when he was like you know kind of rock under jay-z and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he was trying to make that and i think that he noticed that like a lot of his vision was a little compromised by that approach and it's it's a it's a reason why i can uh, 
again, like I feel like I should like J. Cole a little bit more. He produces all of his own shits. He doesn't go to like a hot producer. Even if it's a producer like Alchemist who just makes dope beats, yeah. he doesn't go to like dope producers. He's just like, fuck it, I'm just gonna fucking make this beat and I'm gonna rap over it mm. and like this is me. And I just don't I don't know, it just doesn't really click for me in the way that I feel like it should. It's like I'm just not able to latch on mm. to it. I don't think we we had this conversation and and maybe I'll ask you, how do you think he would do in the night? Well, you're not you weren't even listening to hip hop in the 90s like that, but we 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 talked about how how Kendrick might perform in the 90s in that highly competitive mm, rap market mm, 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 mm. and how J Cole might compete in that market and i don't think Are that you J. Cole early would, 90s or talking, late 90s pick any point in the 90s like it was competitive all throughout the 90s when it came to lyricism mm -hmm. and it's like i don't know if j cole could compete with that like he, he so. doesn't <laughs> he doesn't excel particularly at anything I what he excels at is being like himself in today's market and he stands out because he's in contrast to the other things that are out. Like this whole album is about like kind of a response to the other music that is focused on drugs and focus on like, you know, this is like a criticism from him talking about youth culture who is not mindful about some of the things that they're rapping about or some of the things that they're doing. But like outside of that, where does J. Cole stand like artistically? And the album, what, For Your Eyes Only, he's got songs on there about like not wanting to fold laundry or some shit. Like, uh, folding clothes. Yeah, yeah, it's like who, I mean, like really, how much of the, about, do I care about that? And that's why that album was like, for me, it's just like everything missed me on that. I just didn't get it. And this one, where it's a concept album, I can, I, like, some of the themes I can get, but. Folding clothes? Mm. Yeah. Is that if that's what J. Cole has to offer, I don't really give a shit. Mm. So I don't know. I don't mean to turn I this into like a critique no, on J. No, Cole, no, no, but you uh, know. But I, I think I, I see what you mean, but I was thinking in terms of like just artists in general that have come out um in the past few years. I think none of them really kind of stand out to me. I kinda I haven't really been listening to hip hop all that much lately because no one really does it for me like i haven't really found anyone like kendrick is the closest to to, to someone who's interesting enough to maybe be like a, a classics kind of artist you know what i mean like could go in the classics pile but the rest of it is just garbage to me like Shalice, do you listen to any singers singers yeah but I like Contemporary. to listen. It's actually a lot of indie, like indie singers, uh, like Cleo, Cleo uh, Soul, or like all these artists that are coming out of London now. Um, you know, Georgia like Smith. Yeah, she's like, kind of major though. Well, not her necessarily, but just um, or FK, what's FKA Twigs and like these very kind of um, niche uh, musicians where you, their you know their the music sisters? doesn't really fit in any in anywhere so don't know no i don't know the sisters there are these two sisters 
they're kind of making oh no 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 i know who you're talking about are they like twins kind of yeah yeah that yeah new neo been... soulish kind yeah of. i like that sort I of their name but yeah they're or pretty... king have you ever listened to king no they're also sisters yeah. or Mase- two of them do, do you know masagio or Mase- i think that's how you say it uh, masago masago like isn't he out here this month masago yes he was just out here or he is coming out here i mean that nigga's like he's like shot like plays all the instruments yeah raps sings yeah like i love like i really dig him and there's this blondie dread dude oh fuck what is it's like uh i keep forgetting his name but anyway um but yeah i just been listening to these van jess is who i'm talking about yeah yeah, yeah I, don't know. I don't know but um yeah so like there's not a whole lot of like classic artists out there i feel that like really stand out like that except for kendrick for like for me i think more and more we're gonna have to stop looking to the mainstream for artists to kind of uh, especially when you're thinking in terms of like uh people who are performing at the level of like artists in the 90s like the musical landscape now is just so different that it's like when when Joey Badass came out, we're like, oh, this guy's gonna blow up, and he's very similar to '90s hip hop. Or J Cole's gonna, you know, J Cole's great, and he's very similar to '90s hip hop. Or Kendrick Lamar is is great, and he's very similar to like, you know, things and qualities that we like about '90s hip hop. I think more and more, it's like that's gonna end up not being as appealing to uh, even people like us who are looking for those type of sounds, just because the independent music industry offers so many things of quality that you don't have to look for like somebody to validate your musical taste in the mainstream anymore and it's moving like Mm. the popular shit is just moving so far away from from the qualities that i really care about that almost like modern popular rap music is almost like an entirely different genre than type of shit that i'm really fucking with anyways to a certain point like but new guys that i like they're fucking like i I fucking like a lot of the new kids in terms of like J. Cole. Do you listen to like J.I.D. and Earth Gang and those cats, man? Mm-mm. Other oh, cats, on cats like, like dope, I like Bass man. more than yeah. I like J. Cole. I mean, almost yeah, to I like point. I like Earth Gang and J.I.D. more than I like J. Cole. Mm. J.I.D.'s shit, the DiCaprio 2 that just came out. Fucking phenomenal. You should, you should check it out. He'd be rapping his little ass off. He's just dope, man. Also from Atlanta. All, yeah, of, them all are. of them are from ATL. Yeah. Atlanta. What? Same with uh, Black and Sir. Atlanta. Well. Is yeah. Sir from Atlanta? I believe so. I think they were all rocking together from college and shit. Spillage Village? Yeah. Word, so, word up. Mm. Well, shit. Do we have anything else to talk about, man? I don't really have much else to say. I mean, I could talk about music quite a bit more if you guys would like to do that. Yo, let's go into this. The Unchanging for Shad. The unchanging. These are questions that we ask all of our guests. The same question over and over to uh, apprehend exactly how you feel about some shit. Uh, are you it. playing music right now? Late, why don't you bring us back in with some some beats? Hmm? Yo, Rizella hard and dusty. Yo, shot. Yo, yo, yo. Convenience stores. Ah. Uh, Mary Fuck Kill, 7 Eleven, Lawson's, and Family Mart. Seven Family Lawson. Yeah. 
Oh, is that what is that what it is? In that order. Wait, what is it? Mary Seven, Fuck, fuck family, family Mart, Kill Lawson. Kill Lawson. Yeah. Why? What about Natural Lawson? Uh, Stop that, Shalise. We don't bring no Natural Lawson. Yeah, I mean, there's a slight difference. No, like <laughs> what about Lawson's 100? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> exactly. I, 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 what about Tamomi? I do fucks with them. No, like Seven's number one because like um, they have ATMs that access my international accounts. Um, Usually when somebody says 7-Eleven, that's very high on the list of reasons, like, why? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, like, just if I was honest about it. But, like, family, like, I loved, um, what, their family chicken. Like, mm-hmm. their chicken has, I don't know, like, their, like the family mark chicken's far better than 7-Elevens, in my opinion. But 7-Eleven still has easier access to my So money. what you're saying is if we were to remove the ATM from the equation, family, mark family sure. mark first, I family just want to make sure. sure, you know, because that's really what I'm interested in, the quality of the products. Oh, the pro- oh, oh for products. I uh, think Family Mart put like MSG in their chicken or something. It's too good. There's something mm. else going on there that I'm not quite sure they put, is, is just completely sprinkled, on the up and up. It they could sprinkle be sprinkle cocaine in the batter, and then yeah, yeah, they sprinkle cocaine. It's not in above the board, man. Like what kind of like family is this? Yeah, you know what I mean. Like this family is dysfunctional <laughs> as fuck. Ah, okay. Yeah, every time my dad can hydrate oh. that the, the family chicken. By hydrate, what do you mean? Like injected hydroponic? They, yeah, it's like it's like saline injected or something. Oh, to make it more juicy or yeah, some it's, shit. It's, yeah. I, I told you what, now I want some family chicken. I was thinking about the same thing. <laughs> Over the summer, I got I picked one up. I always get the spice chicken. I like the spice chicken. That's my one, shit too. I had one. I took a bite into it and it squirted me in the cheek. That happens sometimes, man. That happens with Hey man And you don't even Gotta pay extra for that Some people pay good money for that I didn't start really Fucking with Family Chicky Until we started Doing like this And Mega was Giving me all this Propaganda And then I picked up The Family Chicky And then I looked at The Spicy Chicky Next to it And I was like Yo this shit is Very different The Family Chicky Is juicy as fuck It's greasy as fuck I mean it's good But it's still like Yo There's like levels To this shit Yeah The Spicy Just like red you know what I mean? It's like, here it is. It's just a little red. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I think I think all of them are pretty comparable. And when we started this, like, I was really enthusiastic and passionate about arguing to the death of why I felt that my opinion was better you know they than got everybody prem- else's <laughs> and shit. But. They got premium chicken now. Yeah. Like, Family Mart, they had the healthy family chicky for a while. And now they got, like, this premium family chicky. And I don't know how that's different from the I, spicy. I, I think it has more herbs and spices. Ah, uh, there we go. I mean, all of them are stepping their games up. Like, you know, there's like a whole new product line of foods at at Family Mart over the last six months with the red packaging. It's like uh, off to the side and shit. You know what I mean? Good stuff. That's how you know it's new. Yeah, gotta change that shit up. Yo, shot. Yup. Hypothetical, classic situation. You have a devil on your shoulder and an angel on your shoulder. Uh, figures in hip-hop or maybe even the rock music you were listening to back in the day something mm. people would know mm. who's the devil and who's the angel for you personally and not necessarily like evil when we say devil like mm. you know not murder or some other foul r kelly type things the one that's mm. plotting crimes yeah, maybe like, oh, Shalise has a coffee. Let me have a sip of that coffee without yeah. asking. That kind of thing. Like somebody <laughs> dropped this hundred yen. I'm just going to pocket that. Oh, like Yo, that Tell like Shalise she needs to read more. That kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. That would kind of like represent like m- m- my vices or something like that, right? She yeah, exactly. Just like bring out the worst out of people, something like that. Oh, that's a good one. Who do I get now with? 
Uh, YG. YG would be my devil, like, but like I, I bump his shit though hard. So just yeah, I love should. his shit, but I'm not in a very positive mindset when I'm listening to him. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, definitely YG. Um, but Angel probably J Cole. Um, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that'd be the easiest way to be a J Cole. When I'm listening to him, I'm in I'm in a more positive mindset when I'm listening to him. Yeah. So those would be the two. Do you have a favorite member of the Wu Tang Clan? That would be Method Man, for sure. Just because, like, like, like we were talking about before, just his lyrical ability. Like, every one, of, every one of them is fucking dope. I gravitate towards Method because his, like, his rhyme schemes. Like, I used to really love people like him, Method, especially people like him and like Black Thought. They'll have whole sixteens with the same rhyme and the intercollections. Like, I just, yeah. I'm really. Method, down with that technical method stuff. man has like uh there's a bounce um to his cadences that only really he does or if other people mm. do it they can't really replicate a it bounce. Method, yeah that method man bounces kind of like even if he was the ghost right for somebody and they were rapping that you'd be like yo those are method man fucking style bars it's just something about his vocal qualities and the way that he writes so there's no wrong answers unless you say somebody that's not in the Wu-Tang Clan mm-hmm. with that one. So <laughs> I forget what other unchangings we have, actually. Who would you like to see a biopic made of? Or a biopic? Yeah. Like uh, in the lineage of like Ray or... Like uh, a good one, not like Freddie one Mercury, of the trash ones The Queen one that just yeah. came out. Oh, something like that? You say one of those motherfuckers from Incubus. I'm not gonna know who the hell this is. <laughs> no, 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 for sure. No, no, no. I would love to see Andre 3000 story. Be because yeah, it would be so good. Yeah, I, be, I feel like. Yo, yeah. Well, before we sing praises, did y'all hear those like two songs that he came out with like no. two Recently? years ago or oh, last no. year? And he's like singing, and the one song about his parents, he's like playing the piano. I did hear that. And it sounds like Benny and the Jets. Yo, that song is so fucking sad, man. That song made me want to. I don't like, think I listened to it much because of that. I was like, this is not the, this is not the yo, Andre yeah, that I want yeah, right he's now. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, me and my mama, dun in the corner store, this thing happened. And I just want to fucking ball, man, because he lost both his parents. Like, uh, I think one of them passed away recently or mm. last year or two years ago it's just like fucking mm. I, he's one of those artists though like um of course i would love to see like a really quality project done but he's so you get jimmy hendrix to play him right didn't he play jimmy hendrix and shit was it trash i don't know <laughs> I heard that it, was <laughs> it looked like it looked like he had like a movie career going on for a minute you know he was in like that four brothers with mark Wahlberg or yes. whatever and he was good in that but him i don't like yeah, Andre and like Old Dirty Bastard, they just seem like such individuals that who could you cast to act as them that would not always take you out of the moment? Mm. Like with the Tupac movie, it was like, ah, he kind of looked like Tupac. Wow, he looked like Tupac here. Mm. With NWA, it's like, yo, that motherfucker looked like Ice Cube, mm-hmm. and it didn't really take you out of it. But with, with Andre and with Old Dirty Bastard or somebody like that, I feel like if I was watching the movie... I'd be like, oh, this guy's playing Andre. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. guy's playing Andre. Even if they gave him like the mole on mm-hmm. the side by the nose and shit, and he looked very similar, I just don't know, man. Mm-hmm. But but that's a good answer. 
So far, I think my favorite answer of all of our guests is Marley Mall, who said an LL Cool J biopic. It's a good answer. Because that's a fucking career, man. That is a crazy-ass career that LL had. So I think that's my favorite answer so far. Mm. My shit was trash. Who did I say? I said some whack shit. <laughs> my shit was I was like, yeah, I want to see something about, you know, fucking... I don't know, some somebody I'd, from Killer Army or some shit, you know what I mean? Like, I'd want to see shit. Erica Badu's story. Mm. You know, she's my favorite, my favorite female artist. Just like all the artists that she comes into contact with even. I thought not, you were going to say all her baby daddies. Which yeah, is, I was about to say, not, not even counting them. Stable of just men. Like, you know, you got Black Thought, Questlove. Uh, oh, shit. My shit's fucking up. Um, I mean, she works with artists like Lil Wayne, Rick mm. Ross, and you know, even more underground artists like Georgia Ann Muldrow. I, I don't know if they would make the movie, but you know, she has all those people. I mean, I mean Jill Scott was gotta, her backup singer. You gotta when cut she out. First started. You gotta cut out the baby dads and shit. Yeah, you know much. what I mean. It's like, what do we got? She had a relationship. She could with be in Andre's movie. Andre? Oh, she would. I mean, they had a kid together. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Well, you know, a good Andre movie would probably have that. I don't know. Sure. And I like what she named her children. I only know seven. Seven. Seven Mars and Puma. Puma. That's it's... a fucking dope name. Puma. Which one Puma is Puma? Is a dope name. Puma. <laughs> is that yeah. DLC's kid? I don't know whose kid think, it is, I think, but I think maybe so. Did she got a kid Puma. with J Electronica? Yeah. And Damn. seven. That's such a cool name. Your name is Seven. You were a fucking number. Awesome. I named my child Five. <laughs> Go number five. <laughs> I tried to get away with that shit. Naming my, I, I offered some number names for my daughter, but my wife was like, "We're not calling her Bazooka. We're not calling her fucking San. You know, we're not having a San San. <laughs> you know, San San. I get it. Three. Like I was like, but but it is kind of trash. Imagine introducing yourself to somebody. You're like, "Hi, nice to meet you. I'm three. Hi, I'm seven. It's like, yeah, that's cool and all, but imagine, you know, that fucking, that resume is mm. getting put at the bottom of the fucking sack. Unless yeah, you you're gotta, cool as shit like that's us. That's the thing, though. Like you, you know yeah, I mean? Meg, if you want to name your kid son, you got to, like, write Miss Jackson and, like, uh... You know what I mean? Shake it like a Polaroid. You know what I mean? Bombs over Baghdad. I just like have have like a hyperlink on the resume with like (laughs) my my dad made this. Yeah, because I mean it's kind of trash. I'm glad I didn't have like a real fucking real crazy name and shit because it goes to the bottom of the resume. Mm -hmm. I have one of those names that is ambiguous. People don't know what like if you oh, hear we have a chalice we have a chalice here here's a chalice like, is it chalice yeah oh, sh- i will you know I, like, I i when i saw it i was like oh it must be chalice because you know she's black so it's gotta mm-hmm. have some weird fucking you know it, it's like the Are w is silent <laughs> like there's some <laughs> other shit in there but yeah but yeah oh shit do we have a b- any more anymore uh, i got a new one i want to try out oh shit new, new so shit. do you know the uh the senpai meme the senpai meme yeah like you know in anime or some japanese pop culture there's like senpais and kohais which are you know seniors and juniors for 
people yeah. who are listening. Yeah. And a trope that gets used a lot is the younger person looking up to the older person. So the kohai looking up to the senpai. Yeah. And they want to be acknowledged by their senpai. Uh, like, acknowledge me, senpai, you know. Uh, it's it's a standard thing that gets used a lot in anime, especially, a, like, a kind trope. of nerd culture. Mm. Uh, so for you, yeah. who is your senpai that you would like to be acknowledged by? So not necessarily somebody that you know. But like maybe somebody that you look up to who if they oh, were to be like, like oh shit you're dope right like for the podcast if sway was like yo you guys are killing it or it's like stretching yeah, my beat exactly. like, you're killing it like, oh shit it, it would really legitimatize all of our efforts and make us right even though it's not necessarily people gonna be like and it doesn't have to be like an MC. Like maybe if like you just like really look up to stevie wonder and if stevie wonder would be like yo shout out to that nigga shot Quincy Jones is like, yo, I don't really like rap music, but you really killed it with the cadence this time, Rashad. <laughs> you know what I mean? Hey, man, shout out to Quincy oh, Jones. That's a baller-ass question. Uh, I would give you an applause drop on that one late, but I mean, uh, I'm not good at this. It's not my machine. I don't know what I'm doing. That's a baller-ass question. Um, I guess well, off the top of my head, from people that I know... Um, Anthony Henderson, shout out, and Ryman Gaijin are, are two people I consider my um, senpai in the Tokyo scene. Um, shout out to Ryman Gaijin and Anthony Henderson. I'm not familiar with him. Oh, bro, like I'll show you his music after the podcast, dude. No, he's dope. Like you guys should, you guys should invite him at some point. For right. sure, for sure, for sure. Yeah, uh, I just Gaijin. met Ryman Gaijin at the last was, beat the best. That's the dude you were talking to that was taking pictures and shit. Yeah. Yeah, he I just he walked up with the camera. I was like, "Oh, are you taking pictures here?" He was like, "Oh," and the way he played it off, I could kind of tell he did something else, but I didn't know who he was. I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm you know I'm helping out Buddha." I was like, "All right, cool man, yeah." Mm-hmm. And then like you know he started mic checking. I was like, "Oh shit, that's fucking rhyming guy, right there." Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, that was him. See, I thought it was. I, I haven't met him either, but you know, it was when I saw you talking to him. It was already like four in the morning, so I was like, "I ain't talking to nobody new. I'm not trying to talk to <laughs> nobody." <laughs> You know what you want me to fucking make friends no, no at, four, at four o'clock <laughs> in the morning? I'm just waiting for this train, fam. I see you late talking to him. I was like, nah, B. Nah. Even though he was a brother there, right? Which was surprising because that place was like mostly black folks were in there. I want to say, right? It was, it was pretty hell, like it was multi, colorful. In it was there. international it was up in there. Yeah, yeah, but but I mean, I seen late talking to him. I was like, oh, you know, yeah, I'm not talking to that guy. Mm. No, no, nothing against him or how he looked or nothing. It could have been anybody. I yeah. just wasn't trying to make no uh, new acquaintances. But yeah, um, we wanted to get him on the podcast. Thank you to reaching out. Uh, yeah. Thank you, Shaw, for reaching out to him. But he said he couldn't make it. I'm hoping to get him on uh, soon. Yeah, so, yeah. Word. Shout out to him. That's all I got, man. I just freestyled this whole episode. I didn't really put anything together. I want to thank you, Shaw, for coming and rocking with us, man. I feel like we made a new friend, and we're looking forward to checking out your event. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Let's talk about the events a little bit. You got anything coming up um, from the 18th going forward? Thank you so much for asking that question. Um, Biggest event. So, like, um, with all the events I mentioned before, was it like, you know, the avalanche and the heat wave, whatever, um, trying something new this year. So the biggest event so far in my promoting career will be on March 9th, Shibuya Ruby Room. I'm bringing everything together and I'm, I'm calling this one of Tokyo Sounds from the Underground. 
so right now I'm just making it like this big music festival type event. It's going to be maybe six, seven hours long. I'm combining elements of maybe all of my events, but in one big event, but having us like, like, you know, like a point. So in the beginning, it'll be, it'll be rock. And I'm going to have some, uh, you know, like some of my favorite rock bands that's going to be, that's going to be playing. I'm trying to find a rock DJ. If you're a rock DJ, please reach out to me. Um, then it's all good. That's all good. All right, then we will talk after the after this interview. Straight up, um, y'all motherfuckers gonna be playing that new metal shit. <laughs> I don't even. No, actually, I could I, you know, I play rock music too. I just don't really anything do the pain I customers want to hear. Yeah, y'all, y'all, y'all get it. Y'all get it. Late plays anything. Or that, that's dope. All right, then let's. Late let is a very eclectic musical person, man. He listens to a lot of music that you might not expect. Mm. That's an Atlanta person for you. We listen to everything. Universal. That's why we got. That's why. I mean, I would say the same about Cali Cats too. But you know, I don't want to take the shine too much. I'm trying to say California. (laughs) We do a lot of shit too. (laughs) Atlanta's a city, though. We do, though. Atlanta's a city. I mean, we could say that. about What do you? What do you think, Downer? San Francisco folks don't listen to shit. (laughs) (laughs) You think we ain't listening to, to ambient death metal in Oakland? Word up, um, <laughs> but yeah, just like <laughs> I don't know, I don't read. Uh, to finish up on that event, though, um, yeah, it, it it's gonna start rock and it's gonna slowly transition. So it'll be rock, and then I'm gonna have um, a jam session led by Daryl Daryl Baker. Sh- shout out to him. He's he's a really amazing organizer for the jam session events at Consult's Kitchen. Um, all MCs and singers, you're invited to the stage during that time. So if you're an MC or singer, if you want to come out, if you want to be on stage, that will be your opportunity. And then after his band is done, then it's going to shift over to the soul, funk, hip-hop, R&B segment mm. of, of the party where I'm trying to invite um, MC Buddha and his crew, The Bridge. Hopefully they can, well, they'll be able to make it. And then I got um, this uh, funk band, Momo Funk. Shout out to them. They're dope. Zandra Corpora, one of the most amazing soul singers I've ever heard in my life. So it should be a lot of fun. I'm a hip hop dance crew. This is some homegirls I know. Um, uh, live art showcased by Johnny, the Split Ink. Shout out to him as well. So he might he might be coming out as well. So it's gonna be a really jam packed event. Lots of great artists. Some of the best people I know in the underground scene. Yeah, when you uh, have all the details written out, let us know and we'll throw yeah. it up on the calendar and we'll Ooh. we'll push it from from now on definitely. Cool. Thank you so yeah. much. Thank and you. definitely if. I mean, I was just, I do play rock music, but if I am participating, then absolutely, yeah, we'll push it out a lot more. Oh, for sure. Thank you need to start promoting more anyway, man. I haven't been on Instagram in a minute. Fuck Instagram. <gasps> yeah, I said. Give me your I vagina, I thought you would be Shalice. fucking with that. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all couldn't see that, but it was hilarious. <laughs> She sure did rip that motherfucker <laughs> off real quick and throw it. I up. am now yeah. bow she said, in the, possession the of. Yeah. I'll put it in the box. So that's March 9th? March 9th, Saturday, March 9th. It'll be from, what's it, 5 until 11 p.m. So, work out. Dope, man. Anything in between that, or is that the major. Um, in between, was it, I, um, it, there's no date set yet, but in. February, I may have another ARS event, Acoustification of Rock and Soul. That's the acoustic event that I, I throw over at uh, Soul Food House, Azalba Juban. So once details comes out for that, if you're interested, it'll probably be this lineup would be more folk, folk, acoustic, rock, 
and I have some people in mind that I want to invite for that one as well. So, but just I like to I like to mix it up. So just it's never the same thing with me. I always try to get different people, different lineups, different opportunities. Feel me? So yeah, it'll be nice. It'll be good. It'll be good. word, man. Yo, uh, like uh, we said, Shad does a lot of things. He's got like five of his own events, different genres, different tastes. You can catch him on the Facebook page. Facebook page. Shad AD events. Shad AD events. Uh, also Instagram and Twitter as well. I am not that savvy with social media. Like you, you, people see, I don't really post that much. But if it's about the events, you can find all the information on one of those sites for sure. Yeah, man. Uh, Aphrodite, you got anything coming up? Um, I will be performing at uh, Shad's event uh, tomorrow. Or tomorrow. So, That's in the past now. But now in the past. Yeah. Last week, yeah. Last week. That um, was dope, Shalice. You killed that shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I, I worked really hard on that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but uh, at the moment, no, I don't have anything uh, else lined up except uh, except for that um, but we are I am forming a band um, calling it Umami and I have together I've put together a few different people I found a guitarist a bass player and a um, drummer so far uh, the bass player is super dope <laughs> like he is amazing um, and uh, the guitarist as well everybody is pretty good um, and we're gonna uh, start practicing next Saturday and I'd like to start promoting that band very soon uh, the theme is kind of like uh, thinking of a, more like a modern 70s rock band so if you take in the vein of like for example Tame Impala something this is like taking a I don't know how to explain it it's just it's really funky like a lot of stuff's pretty pretty interesting um and i've been working with uh, a friend of mine on a few songs uh and i have about three three or four songs that i've made so far um so we'll be trying them out next week <laughs> that's what's up and you said you're also looking and for I'm somebody looking for one more person i'm looking for uh an ableton user that is a girl preferably japanese but to rock Able Ableton Live. Yes, like to do Ableton Live uh, with the band. A woman. Yep. I want a lady. So any of you DJs out there or aspiring music producers, who I don't know, because mm. like I said, I don't know any female or That's women producers out here. Yeah, it's, it's a little, it's a tricky to find. I mean, if I knew how to use it, then it could be me potentially, but I have to sing. So I'm the singer yeah. and the writer of the music so far. So. Yeah. Well, I mean... Uh, Nio had the same issue with the ocean and I trying to run too many things on the same computer, so I had to add more members to the band until everything got worked out, which is how I got in there. So, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, looking forward to it. It's really exciting. Uh, I rehearsed a few of the songs yesterday with uh, what you'll get to see tomorrow, um, last, last, last week, week. which. You'll, oh, well, the, was the guitarist there last week? <laughs> the guitarist week? was there last week. <laughs> I'm going to try to roll through, man. Oh, cool, cool. I got an event in Azabu Juban last week also. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to try to roll through the day after last week. <laughs> <laughs> this is getting really confusing. No, man, time is tight. We got this shit. Yo, time, what did he say? What was it? Some people don't 
understand time? <laughs> Maybe. I don't, <laughs> I don't remember, but yeah. Shout out to both of you for joining us today. Thank you so much uh, and all that. And I guess late you're going to hit us with the rest of the weather forecast. Yes. Uh, yo, uh, back into the heavy part of the schedule. Um, a lot of things going on even in January and going forward. Today you're listening probably on the 18th. It's Friday at Harlem. We're having Born Free. It's DJ Marzi's birthday bash. So go check them out. They've got their, you know, standard uh, resident DJs, but also Yuki Beb's going to be there. The book, Jiro Tokyo, DJ Sa, and Tsukasa. And of course, DJ Marzi himself, the birthday boy. Happy birthday, DJ Marzi. Uh, the next day, the 19th, Denzel Curry is going to be at Liquid Room. That should be fun. Yo, that would be a very good show. Uh, that same day, The Hangout is happening. That's Mark Jackson and Phil So Good, our guy Phil Huey. They're having their event in Koenji. I'm probably going to go to that. I'm still dis- determining. Uh, that same day, Nucleus Cross Surf Villy is going down at Club Heavy Six Zero. Uh, that's, you know, a bunch of beat makers. I don't know officially who runs that show, but, you know, go there if you're into the beat scene and check that out. Uh, of course, shout out to Underdigic, that's Kokimura, DJ Hiro, Nas, Chris, and myself every second and fourth Tuesday, but they rock every Tuesday, so go check them out at Insoft in Shibuya. Uh, DJ Kinsuke with Nova at Quintet on Wednesdays, and uh, the last Friday of the month, the 25th. I got vibes going down at my guy Harry's Sandwich Shop. So come check us out in Harajuku if you want to come get some good uh, morsels. Is that a word? Sure, yes. Morsels are... Come get nourished uh, nutritionally and musically. And yeah, we'll be rocking out there. And also that same day is Slow Lights, which is ran by our guy. Uh, is it Matatabi or Ilsugi? Ilsugi. Ilsugi, yeah. So yeah, come peep the steez. And if there's hella more shit on the calendar. Oh, uh, we've got the breakdown as well. Oh, at the end of the month. Fuck yeah, yeah, yeah. The next day, the 26th, the breakdown, which happens every second and fourth Saturday, we will be playing our first official. Yeah, well, this is the first time I'm going to be playing music live in Tokyo DJing. So, uh, Layden and I are going to be rocking with them as the Mega Late Show, and we are going to be playing some hip-hop shit. It is a hip-hop event, so we're just going to wild out and play whatever the fuck we want that is under the umbrella of hip-hop. I'm going to play all songs only from 2018. But if you're in there looking to hear the Black Panther, look to Late, because I'm not playing that. I I'm might only playing drop that, that shit. I'm only going to play like underground shit, I think. Whatever, but it'll be fun. So I'm gonna come. play Nelly. Only <laughs> Nelly. <laughs> Only Nelly. Yeah. Hey, must be the money. Hey, hey man, that should be fun. I'm looking forward to that. Word. Uh, I think. Oh, and might as well big it up. Uh, February third, if that's the Sunday, I believe it is. Speakeasy is going down hey. at Hotel Koe in Shibuya. I need to go to that. I think. Kaistar is playing. He's this coming time. back. I think he's hey. in town. So shout That's out to DJ up. Kaistar, a past guest of the Mega Late Show. Homie, friend of the show. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, speakeasy. You know how we do. We got some big shit in the pipe. 
this year so you know keep rocking with us and we'll uh rising tides raises all boats is that how that shit goes yeah man hey yo well done mega hey man i think we're doing a phenomenal job and i'd like to pat ourselves on the back several more times before we end the podcast we uh keep doing this shit yeah as yeah this is our first episode of the new year I think. Yeah. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Uh, you are welcome. Uh, it's a great way to start uh, the new year. Yeah, man. We'll get you back, too. We also use people for the third mic, so maybe when Ryman Gaijin comes in, we'll get you in or something like that. Shalice, third mic. Yeah, we didn't even invite Shalice today. She just showed up. I don't even know how she knew we were recording. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> like a ninja just popped up in the window. Hey. <laughs> Yo, I think Shalice's a vampire. I heard she needed blood she or something. She needs some fucking blood. <laughs> I am. I am. Episode 60. Getting up there, man. Yeah, we're probably going to hit 100 this year. Only my side ain't for phonies or snakes. Only the brakes will provide when I'm lonely. The homie is outstanding, out man, and out gunning the land. I made a plan on day one, so I managed crossing jammers on the planet for fun. So when I slam it, I'm done. Cause in my jam, you raise your hand and no one. Clap on the two, send the part to repeat. But now I'm rocking your spot. But yo, you feel me, I'm hot. But like a pot, how I'm deep. Whether you like me or not, I'm never losing my sleep. They call you void, I can spot. Control the flock as your sheep. I'm getting props in the east. Yo, in the west, I'm a beast. I'm in your city, or we catch me in London. The fans by the hundreds of thousands. Case you're wondering in the public, yo, I'm stumbling out. Clutching a hundred at the summit, looking down with a smile. But yo, you coming to the top with me. I need you to rock with me. Cause the crew, they got busy on the block. The ox get me. I duck the ops quickly, cause I talk swiftly. Put up your rocks, get knocked silly, you'll drop. So yo, I pity the fool, I got a city to rule. Yo, who is he from the legendary area code? Breaking the mold, I ain't load and watch the planet explode. I'm on the road like I'm a Robert Johnson, ain't a man on earth like a but the mic is my guitar. Celestial star in your vestibule, I spark it up. Pass the dushy, pick it up and get the cast of crutch. Ask to touch me, I'm a Jerry's getting dusty. I'm hunting for the cuts, I keep a sharp whenever rust. I use again to when I must, I'm just your friendly neighborhood grill, but yo, the flavor's good. Say it again, make a show, I'm understood. Just a journey, man, I'm seeing made it happen while well, I stood. So yo, I'm fucking proud for going wood. It's all good, I made it happen and duck. The slave catchers contemplating on my capture. Perhaps I am exactly what is needed. The stage is my church, I am a pastor. So I'ma keep on rapping till the rapture. I gotta ask you, am I am an apex? Wondering about these paychecks, you wonder what I'll say next. I didn't come to play, I just take my time and I rhyme my soul away. It's just a crazy way to spend the day.
studying your band, your style, let's say that um, the style of Duke Gallington, the wonderful rhythm, has been rather the same all throughout these 30 years. What about the future? The future? Oh, I think the future is going to be uh, all of this wonderful music that has been uh, inspired by the distant, uh, what, rumors out of Africa? Back it up, back it up, let me get a little bit to my blitz and reminiscing and darker pages in the chapters I've written. It's admitting for our lines to go down without killing us. What's simple, sing on the mission, drop a scars in your feelings, you feel me? I'm always smitten with perfection like Whitney, working systems of summerism, watch us sending the rhythms with some light. Little do they know that it's my size for sickness on the people. Filling up the business of critic, even though they skill us a wish it. Come up here with bullshit, give reason. How it turns sadistic with quickness, running up the bridges and thickets, fucking up your fitness and fear this. Written in your fear this, you fiction, fuck with this, real this, hear this. I may be in my mind, I may be in my time, but a fucking waste the only open shop and this the rhymes. Don't want catastrophe for handing on my hand and miss me. Y'all part of my history, when you fuck with me, you dance me. Now welcome to my party, get your party, throw your hands up. At this party, it's my party, it's a party for your hands. Uh, hey. Check it out, I'm back and forth, I'm back and forth on two different mental stages. One on living in the moment, another one that I see changes. Lazy luxury, abundant, radic on all my pages. Underrated, subsidated, woken by all my rages. Not enough for me, living a life below my means. Acting out as compulsive, reflexing for better memory. Standing for chosen family, only niggas who fuck with me. Balancing through the sad. Other for all my OCD, what pops for the most pops. When it's still fast, full of close fast, like a boss drop, it's up a show, rock spot, shows, fast, fast, holds, locks, holds, most of the shot, close, watch, drop, close, popping off, alone, popping off, close, knock, pop, it's all, knock, so much old, and I may be in my mind, I may be in my time, but I'll be damned if I keep posting with the flex in mind. No use in running if you're my 52. By the time you hear my missiles, the only bunker is you.